professional as always. Look at your fucking soda. Is he getting a soda? Hope so. Are we rolling? I think we're rolling. We might be rolling. It's fucking amazing. Is this is this going? Yeah, great idea. Just have like a solid two minutes of dead air at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, we've had worse beginnings. <laughs> That's podcasting. We've had worse beginnings, endings, and middles, so. Okay. <laughs> the joke is that we just suck. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's I'm, the joke. I'm I'm back from getting my uh, diabetic snacks. How's it Great. going? You all right there? You doing good? Okay. Am I doing all right? Yes, yeah, you fucking. Jeez. Uh, probably it's really hot, but it's fine. It is. That's the that's the best part about recording podcasts. You have to turn off all your fans and air conditioners. Yeah. Well, if he like tripped on the way back up the stairs and fucking broke his leg, it died. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And then no. just kept recording, and like three hours later, we're like, "What's going on over there?" Am I? Re- I'm am back. I Is the podcast happening? I don't know. <laughs> Are you recording? I have been. Are we rolling? Yeah, we have been. I told you We're guys rolling? to introduce the podcast. You had one this job. Is, all right. This is this is the woke. I was downstairs. I'm leaving this in as a punishment. I don't know. If, I don't know oh, if it's a punishment God. for the you viewer. To it and change your mind real fast. Oh God. yeah. This is, how, this is how we're starting. Did it get Did it get saucy while I was gone? Oh, it no. got no pair. Oh, well, everyone, everyone well no, quiet. that's the point. It's going to be a punishment. I don't know if it's towards you guys or towards the viewer, but it's going to be a punishment for someone. Okay. I'm sorry. Everyone. All right, welcome to... Did you guys introduce her? I don't fucking know what's... Oh, I was... Didn't think we were really <laughs> we were, I, I am a man of my word. Welcome to fucking We Are Finally Fucking... We Are Finally Fucking, yep. Episode 8. It's um, a very special episode, yeah, right? I, I have a soda in my hand, and I shoved like eight pepperoni slices in my mouth, and now I'm going into this shit raw. I'm Ross. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have, a, I have a... We, we've yeah, been have, fucking rolling, what the a, fuck am I... Oh, uh, whatever. I have an ad. <laughs> okay, I have a. We have a sponsor for tonight. Okay. Um, as I, as I am sipping on some delicious Sprite Zero TM. I thought. Pepsi. I I'm. I thought we were supposed. To... Didn't you tell us on Twitter yesterday to get all get some like crystal meth coke or whatever the fuck that shit was? It's crystal Pepsi, Rosin. I don't fucking know. God, I'm I'm Ryeport. Only have uh only Pepsi right. Yeah, we have we have famous artist Ryeport on as our first guest, and uh, resident seasonal anime watcher Johnson. Uh, hello. You're part of the problem. You are. Your anime was a mistake, and you're enabling it. Sorry. Anyway, really, this I is really actually an intervention. Myself. Okay. Um, we're gonna talk about things that I don't know that we've been doing recently, that we've been enjoying recently. Some some things on we've this list are better recently. than others. Yeah, a little bit. Um, since you guys are, I guess. Why don't you start 
Ryborg, I heard there's some music you have been enjoying as of late. So, um, I bought an album today, which is a very weird concept, I guess, nowadays. When yeah. was the last album you bought before that? Um, that should tell. That should be your answer right there. Anyway. Yeah, pretty much. That's a valid answer. <laughs> so, um, I'm a fan of this guy uh, named David Bazan, who is a he's a singer songwriter type. Um, who originally was in his band called Pedro the Lion, and um, recently he put out an album uh, around I think May or June called uh, Blanco, which had um, is, is it's some new songs, some some songs from like he would do like a subscriber mixtape of songs he'd been writing and send that out to people to subscribe or something like that. And he put some of them, some of them on there. But what's a pretty good album? I I, I think I like it in terms of tone because there's a lot of synth, more synth work. The last one was more rocky, uh, more like more indie rock, more guitar and just guitar and drum and bass instrumental this one has a lot more synth and and drum machine which is a refreshing change of instrumental pace uh but other than that it's a pretty good record i I recommend it to anyone that likes like indie rock or something like that you know want to know the worst thing is i think i realized through this conversation the last album i bought was avenged sevenfolds Avenged Sevenfold when I was like a sophomore in high school, and now I feel really bad about my life choices up until this point. Alright, Rosin, is that a worse life choice than the fact that every year I buy the new album of a K-pop group? Oh, yeah, never mind. I'm, I yeah. feel better now. Okay. I, I, I don't buy any of my music, so... Oh, okay. Seasonal I, anime I watcher and professional pirate. Wait, hold up. I, I do use Spotify. Does that count? Oh, okay. It's like the CSGO lotto of music. No, it's not. It's, Spotify's fine. Okay. <laughs> what way to put it, I guess? Yo, guys, it's Bass Johnson. I found this really cool music site. What's it called? SpotifyLotto.org. Oh, okay, sure. I'll check it out. Thanks, Rosin. Awesome. Let's... Spotify TM. Let's gamble our MP3 files with children. For God, profit. What is this joke happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I raise you three of this anime opening for two of your Lady Gaga singles. I think this is the first time I've ever recorded a podcast on a Monday, and I think it's showing. <laughs> oh, this is great. We're going to keep going. It's really bad. This like, this joke. like, usually WAF episodes like get like like some decent awkward discourse, like for about the first half, and then the second half, everything's just garbage. But it's kind of fun. This is just we're 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 skipping Act One. They're they're getting the purest experience right from the gate. Yeah, pretty much uh, pure, purest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yes. purest. Yes. So, anyways, speaking of I'll, things, I'll, I'll check out that album. I, I always am looking for like I always look to try new music, so I'll definitely give that a shot. Okay. Yeah. Same. It's just uh, David Bazan, uh, B-A-Z-A-N. You can find him on YouTube, and I don't think he has a Spotify page actually, but you can find him on YouTube definitely. Well, guess I'm never checking him out then. All right. <laughs> nice. Anyway, all right. I don't know how to do a segue, so like, 
That's all right. Normally I try to do segues and they fall apart, so can't do this. I can't really transition to yeah, this fucking indie rock, indie rock record that I've been listening to. Well, you know also, it has some rock Street tracks Fighter, in it. like well, speaking of Street Fighter. Yeah, sure you can. Yeah, sure. Let's sure. talk about Street Fighter V's latest patch. Uh, there, well, there hasn't been a patch. They put up a uh, development update on the on Capcom yeah. Unity. Oh, okay. That, this shows you how much I've been following up with Street Fighter. Hey, Frozen, let's drink our, our sick beverages while we listen to this. Oh, yeah, let's do this dank Diet Coke slurping. So, I, I guess you and me, uh, me and Brightborg, play Street Fighter on this podcast. Great. Um, so, well, I, don't know if I come to realize that you actually probably play like Skullgirls more, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess. Okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So today, uh, with, with Jury coming out last month, um, they put out uh, an update that they're gonna do next Tuesday, I believe. Um, yeah. Actually, no. Actually, it's tomorrow. Okay, it's tomorrow. The update's tomorrow. Oh, oh, that's oh, that's why the server is down right now. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're so yeah. they're doing um. They're adding more to the rage quitting penalty because it's already gone down with what they implemented. They're not yeah. super, they're not super clear on what they did, but I believe right now what it does is if you rage quit against an opponent, you get you lose points and you lose the points, and I think you're locked for two hours, right? Well, that I think that already happened with uh, the the first penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think they're gonna make it longer. That's what it sounds like they're doing. They're doing a uh, yeah. longer time. Um, that's pretty much all they me- mentioned for August. But September, they're saying that there is going to be the first double fight money event, where playing ranked will get you um, more fight money on the weekend of September the tw- second to the fourth. Yeah, and they will also be adding a versus CPU option, which a bunch of people have been asking for. Daily targets, so like daily daily challenges that will get you fight money. Mm-hmm. Fighter profile updates, which I hope makes that fri- fighter profile feature actually work, because that's yeah, it's that's not it's, it's non-existent right now. It's non-existent, but like KI had had something like that where after a match it would tell you what how many times you threw, how many times you use this move. Like I have that problem. I don't. I don't chop that much with Alex, so I'd like to know. It's like, okay, you don't chop, so use chop a bit more, and the game would yeah. tell me. They're gonna add. Uh, they're gonna get free colors to season pass holders. Uh, so like when you buy it, when you buy a premium costume, you'll get all the colors, which is nice. It's good. Thank God. Thank God. Um, and then they will sell like color bundles. Thank God. That you can buy via fight money, or. Mm-hmm. Real money. You don't have to go through that god awful survival mode anymore. Yeah, anymore. And and they just say and more to be announced. So probably hear something about Urian if he's not coming this month. Which is fine. They should take his take time on him. I don't want him yeah. to be stupid. But uh, that's pretty much it. And yeah, they're gonna. I'm I'm excited about what um, what they can do in the future with that game. I think I think the core gameplay right now is really good. Yeah, it's fun. I think it's fun to play. Um, I have a character I really like to play and and feel confident with. For the most yeah, part. Same. I'm not playing until uh, they add in twelve, the best Street oh, Fighter character. 
Oh. Yeah, the most useless that... fucking character. Not... Super. Oh, they can, they can salvage him. He's just a stupid pudding man. They can make him do an even better pudding man. He's, he's somewhere in the story in this game. Wait, believe. get the fuck out. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's awesome. It's, it's transitioning to, to Street Fighter 3. Yeah, that is yeah. true. So I guess that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, they'll probably put more like the Sean's in there. Sean's in the story mode. Well, that makes sense considering Laura is Sean's uh, sister, right? Or something like that. Yeah, yeah that she, makes sense. A Laura player almost won a fucking Capcom Pro Tour event. Almost won a fucking Capcom Pro Tour event. I couldn't fucking believe it yesterday. Some fucking like uh, Costa Rican guy, I think. I mean, he's probably not Costa Rican. This is a guy that went to the Costa Rican event. I think his name is Will Tupac. And he's playing, oh, yeah, fucking... yeah. He's a very relevant lore player. And he, he had to play against fucking Justin Wong, which I'm sure was fucking fun. I hate, I hate yeah. playing. That's my, it's like yeah. one of my least favorite fucking matchups. Oh, I have this button that's fucking amazing, and you're just not going to get through it. It's like, okay. Oh, well, that's me with Chun-Li, so. Yeah, standing fear, standing fear, standing fear. Great. Yeah. I want to deal with too. But yeah, in terms of like Street Fighter Five impressions, uh, so far, yeah, I really enjoy the game. Uh, I wish the netcode was better because yeah. I'm an Illinois warrior. Uh, Desyncing is still a problem, even though it's been like six months, yeah. six or five months since release. Um, yeah, I hope what they do with the game is good by next year at least, because I. Yeah, I'm really loving it so far, but it it's kind of it's kind of eh at the moment. Yeah, like the core gameplay is like really good, but like everything else around, it's kind of just yeah, kind of kind of touchy. But I think like over time they can they can put more into it and and make it a bit better. Speaking, but, yeah. oh okay, never mind. Let me finish your thing. Okay. I I, I I I got too excited. Fucking asshole! I know. Especially like the daily challenges. I was, I, was, I thought that was a really good. Yeah, play. yeah. That's yeah double double fight money day is really good because God, you get like 50, 50 fight money for every match, and that's like you get more if you win though, right? You like one fifty. You get like a hundred then, I guess, but then you'll get like two hundred. Yeah, which is which is pretty good. That's good for grinding for. Um characters yeah but i already got the season pass so i'm good and yeah, it's like i have a you know i have a job so i can just buy it if i need to yeah i've been able to buy four characters so that's that's pretty good i'm i did like how that kind of worked out and it's just like you know fucking premium costume pay money for it. it's like why not i did it in fucking four you know why not and it's like i like the option because in four it was like buy a pack and it's like, I don't really want to buy like you know, fifteen dollars for fucking costumes I'm never gonna use. Whereas like this, it's like, okay, I just want the one for the one character I play. Like that, they're gonna have that third strike Alex costume. I'm so oh, excited yeah. for that. Yeah, that's good. I I, I want those. You get you're gonna, your character gets those fucking Aki Man costumes. Yeah, that that too, which is great. Best best character in the game, Lucky. Best character that you have to... She's the best character in the game, but you also have to work hard. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I'm good at working hard. Don't worry. Shut up. Yeah, me too. I play a fucking grappler. Shut up. <laughs> Anyways, what was your hot segue? Hot meme fucking Harambe speaking, segue. <laughs> speaking of Harambe, you know what else was dead before it could reach greatness? Gundam Extreme versus Force. No. Uh, my, 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 well, you, you could have segued into the Vita, but go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean the Vita as a whole, but yes. Um, yeah. The, the Vita is the Harambe of handhelds. That's That's what we're going with. Um, but that's that's too much, man. You've gone too far. Okay. <laughs> anyway, doesn't have that much respect. Oh, oh, that's true. Oh, I have a Vita. I love it. I have a Vita TV, and it's it's pretty it's pretty rad. Um, yeah, I have one of those. I turned it on for the first time in months to play Gundam Extreme Versus, which my 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 dank segue was gonna be. Hey, I've also played a fighting game. That has some decent core gameplay, but really fucking awful content at launch, and also had to have a versus. Well, I guess even worse. Not only did they need to patch in the versus CPU mode, they also needed to patch in the versus online multiplayer mode because that just didn't exist. Um, oh yeah. So, so speaking of Dembuki fighting climax, how about that Sword Art Online? No, oh, no, I'm, I'm no, I'm not done talking about Gundam. <laughs> So, <laughs> we can talk about that later. <laughs> no, no, I, I wanted to segue because it's fighting games, I guess. Okay. But now okay. we're give you shit. Now, now everything's wrong. Tell but, me about so it. Castlevania. Tell me about yeah. Oh shit. Fuck. Oh, no. Final Fantasy Fifteen's delayed just like this podcast, huh? Anyways, um. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, um, there's been a push in like the last year and a half or so, maybe two years now, um, yeah. from various, uh, companies to bring over not only a lot more, um, Gundam anime stuff, well, that's mostly just on right stuff, who, who, they've been doing the right stuff for getting Gundam out west, um, a little pricey, yeah. but what anime is not, so I don't know, but, um, yeah, but then in terms of like the video game side of things, we've always been getting those Dynasty Warriors Gundam games. Everything else kind of like I think the last localized Gundam game was that like that wasn't a Dynasty Warriors thing was that like PS3 launch game. Yeah. That was like there. really bad. <laughs> um but yeah, like Gundam Extreme versus, or, or just like Gundam versus, I think is like the proper series name is just like a fighting game sort of, um, like, uh, yeah, yeah. The one, the, the two v two. It's uh, it's game. a two v two, right? Yeah, That's it's right. it's two v two primarily. It's it's basically like, it's if I had to make a comparison, be like the Budokai Tenkaichi, whatever the fuck. Of, it, it, uh, if anybody Gundam. has heard of it, this series, it's the virtual on of Gundam. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's fair basically. too. Um, it's and like there's kind of been a bit of a controversy. I I don't know if you could even call it that, but some people were like, "eh, really?" Because the one of the series that they decided to finally localize after ten years, the the last uh, localized Gundam versus game was like versus zeta gundam which was like in 2006 for the ps2 um so they finally brought over another one and it's a vita it's kind of like a a downgraded vita 
sort of experience that um, was kind of not well received in Japan, mostly because when it... So I guess one thing is right off the bat, this was supposed to be like more of like a single player design experience where um you you kind of have like this mission mode where that you have like a a different set of like restrictions or rules or whatever and like you know like uh you, you kind of select your character and then you go in and you know like take down how many zakus or whatever and then like oh no reinforcements come at shara and then like you have to win or whatever and it was supposed yeah. to be kind of just this game where you kind of like go through all these different missions and then get like the in-game currency or whatever and just kind of go from there. But I mean, the series is kind of like a fighting game thing. And like there's a lot of the reason people played is for the multiplayer. So when there was no multiplayer or anything at launch, uh, like Japan just freaked the fuck out and they're like, what the fuck, guys? And um, they since have patched an online multiplayer, which I... I tried finding a match and like I waited like five minutes and no one else was playing. So I'm like, oh, I'll, I'm going to stop that. Um, the versus CPU mode is like fine. Like it's honestly like all I really wanted um, to really mess around with just because I'm like, hey, Gundam stuff. Uh, the one thing that really kind of stuck out to me, though, was like going through the stage selection for that game. Man, Gundam as a series, not a lot of really memorable landmarks. If you think about it, like I was like, oh yeah, they have space. They have space. They have colony they have laser, which I'm not sure which colony or which laser it's referring to. <laughs> um, they have the moon, um, and then it's like Texas colony, and I'm like, I I, I know Texas colony. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, data, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I uh, and then now Origin, I guess. But yeah, it, don't it, you mean uh, it's in Gundam: The Origin? It's in there too. Um. Oh right, never mind. That's where I know. I think, it's not, no, I think they actually are in Texas in Zeta, like on Earth. No, no, they, there is a Texas colony in Zeta. Yeah. Um, oh. it, it's either Zeta or the original. They go to Texas colony. It, it's definitely the one from one of those two because. When they go there in that show, all I remember was like, oh, it's like a barren, like, shitty, like, wasteland type of, like, rocky wasteland type of place. And that's basically what it is in, um, the Just game. Like Texas? Oh. Ohio. I mean, I mean, I mean, I guess, but, like, that's the thing is that, like, when you think about those, those places, like, like, Jaburo and Abawaku. And they don't have anything like that, which and, and is Dakar. weird. Okay, they do have Dakar. That's the other one yeah, I noticed. They have Dakar, but it's like Dakar. What's Dakar? It's a city. It's a city. And guess what it is in the game? It's a city. <laughs> but like, it doesn't really work as like a weird stage, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's... I mean, to be honest, all they really need is space, in my opinion. And like, they have like Messiah, which I'm like, what the fuck is that? And it's just a space battle, but it's called Messiah, which I'm like, that's a great stage name, I guess, but... I'm sure it's referencing something. Yeah. That actually is a good game. Yeah. Um, other than that, like, I mean, the core gameplay is fine. It's fun. Uh, the only thing, and I'm not sure if this is, like, a thing that's in the other games just because this is the first one that I've really played for any reasonable amount of time. Like, I, I downloaded the ISO for, like, one of the PSP ports of one of the other ones and played it for a bit, but I was like, this is in Japanese, I don't understand anything or whatever. Um, so, there is an option in the versus CPU mode where if you hit triangle, 
the character select that's like available to you will change so that you can select that the CPU um, can be like, I, I guess, like uh, generic enemy mobile suits and also like boss characters, but the player cannot select them. They have to be a CPU teammate or a CPU enemy. So like, I mean, I understand why you maybe don't want to give the player the ability to play as Big Zam or the Psycho Gundam. Okay, I was about to ask, I was about to be like, can you play as Big Zam? You cannot play Big Zam, but you can have him either as an ally or as like a, uh, an enemy. And like the cool thing about like that is like they 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 legit just have like a giant boss bar and it, like if they if that boss bar gets depleted like the other team just wins, um like they are like massive events style like enemies. Uh, also, Big Zam has a command grab. He clamps you down between his legs and then shoots the laser out of his asshole at you, which is like the most funny shit ever. Um, no, but like. So I understand why maybe the developers don't want you to play as those characters. That's fair, whatever, right? I don't understand why, and and I get that they probably don't have like a full move set. Why the fuck can't I just play as Azaku? Like, well, they could they why, could just take a a lesson from uh, One Piece Burning Blood and just make everyone broken. I, I is everybody what? is everybody broken in that in that game or? Okay, like. All the characters that you like, okay, like Shanks is kind of butt, but like Buggy is like fucking broken because Buggy has a command grab that you can't jump, and if you jump, he just grabs your feet apparently. Oh. Um, but like, can can you play as like generic enemies in that one or? No, no, oh. it's, it's it's pretty much just you know fighting. Okay, so I have a question then. Yeah. If there was someone who was just like casually into Gundam or even like hardcore into Gundam and they just wanted a Gundam video game where they can just like, you know, live out their little Gundam fantasies in a video game format, would you suggest they stick to the Dynasty Warrior games then? I, I think Gundam I would suggest Gundam Breaker. Hold on, segueing into that. Um oh. so I would say it depends Jeez. on what you want. If you want like, yo, I wanna play as Camille and team up with uh, fucking, like, Char and the Red Zaku, and then fight Amaro in the RX-78-2 with, uh, like, Shiro with uh, the shitty 8th MS team gun to backing him up. Like, that sort of thing is pretty... It's, it's good for that. Um, if you want to, like, actually just do, like, I'm in a fucking mobile suit and I'm just tearing through enemies, I'd still say stick to Dynasty Warriors Gundam. Um, I think as like a just a generic anime fighting game, it's pretty fun. Uh, the character selection, ignoring the fact you can't play as like the generic units, is pretty damn good. Uh, a lot of UC bias, but I mean that's to be expected. Like, right. like Gundam Age, you can play as like the main guy and that's it. But fuck Gundam Age, so that's okay. Um, I mean, they're they're the only thing. There was, like, one character... Oh, yeah, you can't play as Jared from Zeta. That was the one where I was like, that's kind of weird. But uh, other than that, they got, like, all the main major characters you'd want to play as uh, for most of it. So I I'd say it's good. I would maybe wait for a sale 
Um, but like, I feel bad because the only, to be honest, the only reason I bought this game was because it's very obvious this was localized as a let's test the waters sort of thing for maybe bringing some more stuff over. So I kind of put my money into this more so to send a message than to actually play the game. Uh, okay. but that being said, I, I feel like I got my money's worth, but at the same time, like that's because like, I'm kind of like marking out at the fact that like oh hey i'm in the yakushiki and like i'm just tearing through fucking hayakushiki yeah like i don't know it, it's it's um it's enjoyable it's a fun little distraction but i can't help but feel like man they should have brought over like the ps4 one or whatever because like it's obvious that those are a much more complete experience and probably play a little bit better. Like, it, it, it does feel a little rough around the edges. Um, like, your general moves or whatever, like, hey, move the D-pad up and hit square at the same time, and this move will come out, and sometimes it feels a little stiff, but uh, I don't know. It, it's... It's okay. It's it's not going to be winning any awards anytime soon, but, like, it's, it's cute. It's a cute little distraction. Um... No, but yeah, Johnson uh, brought up uh, Gundam Breaker 3, which is kind of like a, more of like a, I don't really know what you'd classify that as. I guess you could call it like kind of a mix between Dynasty Warriors Gundam in terms of like you're going through a bunch of like, you know, like wave after wave of generic enemy, but also you kind of control more so like the the uh, full boost game or the uh, versus games from what I understand. But then also you have just a shit ton of like mech customization stuff because like the the idea behind it is that you're not playing as like a, a mobile suit, you're playing as like the like the little gunpla like toys or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. it's like Lego Gundam. Um yeah. so you get to like mix and right. match and like do stuff like that. Uh so yeah, I just as of like an hour or so ago, I imported my first Japanese video game ever, and I have uh, Gundam Breaker Three coming in from uh, Amazon. So my 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 first import was fucking terrible. What was it? Is it embarrassing? Oh, uh, no, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle. Hey, oh. I will say okay. I will say Extreme versus Force better than All Star Battle. I still okay. I don't know. All-Star Battle I feel weird about because I admit that game is fucking terrible, but me and my friends had so much fun with that game and it's bullshit that I kind of don't care. Alright, I have an actual question about All-Star Battle, because I asked on Twitter, I was like on Twitter yesterday, like, I think I'm gonna pick up All-Star Battle for 30 bucks, and everyone yelled at me not to do it. Are those people, like, are you guys saying that from a fighting game perspective, or a JoJo fan So, here's my honest... Well, here's the thing, is that um... They do all the animations, all the all the aesthetic stuff justice. The models look yeah, fantastic. That, that's it's exactly great. my my yeah, thing. That, that's it. great about it. Is butt cheeks is a fighting game. Yeah, so that that's okay, honestly. So if I just if I just want to be uh like Kira and go bites the dust though, can I just do that? And it's worth thirty bucks. It gets really boring. Is the thing. It's like you you get the okay. So so like I'm not thirty dollars. Maybe if it's like if you get it like ten dollars and you just go through the dumb story mode bullshit, sure. But like I would yeah, not. Everyone told me to wait for a sale. But so man, it's still like it's got to be fun. Here's my thing with All Star Battle. It's a bad fighting game. I do agree though in terms of like if you just want to play it from like the dumb anime fan like perspective thing of like I just want to see all the shit and like see it done really cool. I think it's 
I don't know. I feel weird because I want to say that I'd like Zach in your position. I'd say maybe it's not worth it just because it's like, oh, you see all the moves like once or twice and it kind of loses its luster after a while. If you had like, do you have like other people that like you could play that with or whatever? No. Okay, yeah, I would say maybe not thirty dollars then, like twenty or maybe, lower. Maybe wait sure. till Eyes Over Heaven is thirty dollars. That, no, so, that one's even worse. That one's fucking terrible. Oh God. That one's fucking, that one's <laughs> but, so but, bad. So, so here's the thing with Eyes of Heaven though, as a single player game, isn't that one better though, or not even? I mean, it just doesn't feel good. Like it's broken. Like the AI does not work. Oh. At least in All Star Battle, like the boss fights are like hard. I guess like they're challenging. Kind of, but like in Eyes of Heaven, they get like stuck. Oh. And it's just like, all right, I'm gonna hit you, and then and then it's like this is not fun or rewarding at all. I was gonna yeah, buy Eyes like, of Heaven, but then I decided to wait just and because. Then, and then it's, it's I, I the feel same like model. Worth, I feel like it might be worth thirty dollars just to be able to you know, like use the world, though. You know, like that's all I want out of it. Well, well, the, like the I here's the thing is that All Star Battle had like the cool touches that Eyes of Heaven doesn't seem to have, like. When you're fighting Jotaro against Dio, like you can do Jotaro's super input during Dio's input and like counter Dio's super. And then Jotaro goes out and he's like, I stop time. Yeah. And and like it's every move cool is like that. every move is like a panel, which is yeah, awesome. Very very cool that way. But definitely if you if you're just gonna play it yourself, I'd wait till it's cheaper. Yeah, just because like I feel like as a single player game, you you're gonna run out of things to do pretty fast. I mean, yeah. if if you really just want to see JoJo shit like in a video game form with like the 3D models and stuff, maybe it'd be worth 30. But I feel like you might be better off waiting for a sale, just because like I feel like you'd play it for a day and then get all you really could out of it. You know? Yeah, I guess that's the best choice. I mean, I didn't buy it after what everyone said on Twitter, so I guess I'll hold out for a sale. Or you could, or you could view it like Super Robot Wars, where you can just watch all the fucking super animations, and there, there's your film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's that too. I don't know. Uh, all Star Battle, like I, that was like number ten on I think like my favorite games of 2014 or whatever that was. And like I will maintain that when you have a bunch of friends that know how to play fighting games, at least like at like a somewhat competent level, and are also fans of JoJo, and you're just spending the time like hours upon hours like playing that shit game and just being like man this is fucking stupid why does this game work this way but also oh look at that cool jojo thing though it's a fucking blast and like what? i've never had more fun with like a bad video game i think like i have that game just because me and my friends just like had so like we just went bananas with it like one of my friends found like the dumb i think like Cars has just a fucking stupid combo that, like, I think used to be an infinite, but, like, you basically bounce off of the ground, like, five times in a row, and he jumps in the air and then smashes you down and you bounce again. And, like, you do that five times in a row, and then, like, there's, like, a little shitty, like, dumb, like, kick at the end that sends him flying. And, like, it's it, it's the goofiest-looking garbage ever, but, like, we didn't care. It was so stupid. Right. I can understand that because, like, at CEO, I went to CEO, which is the fighting game tournament, Capcom Pro Tour event in in Orlando, where I live. Yeah. We didn't play. We didn't play Street Fighter in the in the salty suite. We didn't play fucking Guilty Gear. We didn't play Blaz Blue. We didn't play Smash. We didn't play any of that. We played Stop fucking it. One Piece, Burning Blood. <laughs> and we had so much goddamn fun because we found ways 
like Jesus Burgess, do you, like that's that's like a big guy that's on Blackbeard's crew. He has fucking command grab, and he already does like twenty five percent of your health. In that game, you can put assists on your characters that will give them like a times five damage modifier. So we had this motherfucker like doing eighty percent with one command grab. It's fucking stupid. And, and like, Drake turns into a fucking dinosaur for his burst, and then he has super armor. Same with same with uh, Sengoku. He turns into giant golden Buddha and fucking has hyper armor. And we're just fucking breaking the game. It was so much... Breaking the game and getting incredibly uh, drunk, and it was, it was very entertaining. I do I understand, you know, the all-star battle. It's like you have a bunch of friends... Yeah, like when you when you have a bunch of friends, it doesn't really matter if the fighting game is good. Yeah, I, I, it's gonna be yeah. fun because you're playing with your friends. I, I do want to also add in one thing that I found cool about. I'm pretty sure all the versus games do this. Uh, excuse me, I had a, something in my throat. But um, so a lot of anime like licensed fighting game things or whatever tend to like like the characters that are strong or have like a shit ton of like super forms and stuff tend to just like default be better you know and like even if they didn't intend for it it seems like a lot of like the balancing of a lot of those games especially like dbz games or whatever goes in favor of the act like it goes in favor of like actual like canon tears even if they don't intend for it which is funny but um that was that was a phrase that we used a lot when we were playing uh one piece burning blood is that like we were like yeah fucking uh white beard has canon damage Oh Jesus! Um, <laughs> and it's even funnier because pirate ships. But anyways, um, no. But like, so they do this thing in it. In uh, I think they do this in all the versus games. All of the characters or, or like all the mobile suits that you can pick from have like a like a cost or like something like that. Where um, it's like a scale that goes from like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand. And that's kind of like their canon, like, how good is this mobile suit thing? Where, like, the general, like, you know, like, Shar Zaku 2 is, like, 1,000. It's it's not the best thing in the world, right? And it plays right. like that. Like, you, you can throw a heat axe, and you have, like, a really little shitty, like, beam rifle. And that's that's about all you can do, right? Like, you can't do much. Oh, well, I, what I will say, though, is... Um, you kind of have like four moves, like square, triangle, and then hold down a shoulder button, and then one of those, uh, one of those buttons. And when you, uh, when you um, hit right bumper and triangle, Char goes three times faster for a little bit, which is the best thing ever. Um, yes. Yep, it's called triple speed. It's the best move in the game. I love it. Um, but so like that's like a one thousand. But then you get something that's like. I don't know, like, I think the strike freedom is, like, 3,000 because it's fucking OP or whatever, right? And, uh, yeah. uh, Kira is Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly, and that show's terrible. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, you, you, like, you it's know... It's like Sword Art Online. Oh, no, we're blowing our load again. But, like, when you're playing, like, a 3,000 level, or, like, uh, Unicorn or whatever, like, you're doing like really fucking good like you you have a lot more options you in general you feel a lot more powerful however where like the balancing factor comes in is that um you, you don't have like traditional life bars in a sense where well i mean you do have like health but when that health depletes uh you get 
basically whatever the cost of your mobile suit is that's how much damage gets done to the team life bar so like if if shars zaku gets shot down it's only 1000 hp out of the total team's life bar it's not the end of the world however if the the fucking strike freedom goes down you've lost a third of the match already just because you died once so there's more risk in playing a character like that if you're not particularly good i guess like like the the skill floor i guess is like or yeah like like the the skill floor is higher but if you're not good enough at the game to really like make do with that then the characters or the the players that are selecting lower tier mobile suits but are better than you are going to be beating you faster than you are to beat them because you have to kill them more times and that it kind of balances out like that. And I thought that was a really cool solution to kind of that problem I've seen a lot of anime licensed games. Also, though, too, they do have a thing where, like, if you want to customize in the options, you can kind of just make them all, like, equally, like, skilled. And, like, there's kind of, like, a like a uniform, like, balancing mode in there within the options you can go to if you would just prefer to be more of a traditional fighting game, too, which is neat, so. Right. But yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about with that shitty Vita Gundam game. I'm excited to play Gundam Breaker 3, though. That's, that's going to be cool. Yeah. Speaking of anime things, Johnson, you've been watching Sword Art Online, and I... Why? I don't know, Please explain. I don't know why you're doing that to yourself. It was, yeah. It was an awful experience. I, I wanted to watch it because, you know, I, I just wanted to give it a chance, you know? How how bad is it gonna be? And holy shit, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it was. It was quite honestly, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen, but it's it's up there. Uh, Would you say it was a Stranger thing? <laughs> oh no! Oh, Would you say it was no. a No Man's ah. Sky? Oh, whoa. Uh, Shin Megami uh, Tensei too. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> No, but man, that show's writing and oh my god, F- fuck that show! <laughs> I, I I don't understand why people like it. I don't so, understand why why I watched it. I, because if I can pretend that I'm Kirito, I don't have to focus on the people shoving me in lockers in high school. All right, I'm 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 gonna come come out here and say something, okay? I love Sword Art Online. No, I don't. I'm not a fan, but I have friends that really love it. Oh, okay. So You're holding your it's, love of Sword Art Online for a friend. We see how it is. No, like, okay. Hear, hear me out friend. here. I'm going to stop being a shit I now. Watched, I watched the first season for because my friends liked it, you know? So I was like, you know what? Let me, let me check it out. Mm-hmm. I will say, I did not think the writing was very good. Um, I not. think... Maybe the hatred for it is a little overblown. I've seen a lot worse. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's horribly, you know, cliche and average. That's about it. It's not yeah. the worst thing ever. There were a few moments that were like, I see why people like this, you know? Personally, I skew a bit more towards .hack sign. .hack sign is my go-to of that genre for the past 10, 15 years. But, yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's got a lot of problems for sure. 
I think my thing, honestly, with that show, and, like, I have this with a lot of things, is if something, like, I don't know, gratuitous wish fulfillment is a thing that just really upsets me for no reason. And, like, to be fair, there's a place for it. Persona 4 is gratuitous wish fulfillment. I think it's handled pretty well in that case. Um, but, like, when it's, like, the most generic, tropey, cliche sort of, like self-inserty sort of thing that's where like i start to go like uh and like i watched like 12 or 13 episodes of sword art and i was just like i can't anymore um yeah i mean i feel like it's fine though i don't know i feel like wish fulfillment is fine i'd rather watch that than like i, I don't know there's so many terrible anime out there you know yeah. i feel like sword art online is the least of like sure it, it may be considered the bottom of the barrel but if it's at the bottom of the barrel it's like you're not you're not scraping it, you know. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's halfway through the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I think I think it gives I think it gives like a fair, oh no, not a fair, a uh, an unfair like idea of what anime actually you know it. Well, now that's what it is. It's just like fucking self-insert, fucking cringe-worthy harem, fucking girls with weirdly large breasts. That are all Japanese but have blue and green hair. I mean, let's be fair, it was that long before Sword Art Online. <laughs> I know, but it's just that that concept just further got distilled. That that we're gonna just take from ten years ago and take from now and take instead of like, oh let's like on the other hand, I've been watching Ashita no Joe, which is um a nineteen seventies anime. Exactly, actually, exactly 1970, directed by Osama Dezaki. And such good story, such good storytelling, such good writing, such good character development, such good framing. Like, the directors know how to use a camera. Uh, like, they know how to use color. They know how to use uh, motion and cut and, and edit and all that kind of stuff that you just don't see anymore. Because... These, these, because it, what my theory is, this, this is just how I see it, is that as you, as you further go on, it's like how, like, you know how fucking there's that one movie trailer that every movie trailer tries to be now? You mean the one that starts with slow piano music? And then ends with the witty one-liner joke every fucking time? Everything yeah, sure. has led to And then to there's this. like the... There's yeah that that shit that's that's how i view kind of how anime is it's like oh they did this one thing so we all have to do that no you're absolutely now, right and i now, remember and like where's there like 10 years like, ago it was k-own you know like or maybe not 10 years ago but like i remember k-own came out and then for a good five years everything was that style and now i feel like sword out online is the new thing that everything is trying to be so i, I see what you're saying i think and i like, think yeah it is more so just a fact of like of the things that are painfully generic and a lot of people don't like about anime, it is emblematic of that more so yeah, than anything. Yeah. Because I do agree. Like, I think there are, like, probably... Because, I mean, there every season, it seems like now, there's a fucking, like, trapped in an MMO thing or whatever. And, like... That heck got to that shit years ago. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, like, I feel like all of those, like there has to be a, at least a couple that are just the worst, like, more so than Sword Art, the worst thing ever, you know? Like, 
there has to be a couple of those that are just like objectively just shit garbage. No one ever would like this ever. But but also the issue with that is that the populace that watches this when it's not this like when it, when a show is slightly better than a like these shows that are like solid fives and sixes. It's like fucking amazing. It's like the best. It's like fucking Citizen Kane, man. It's the best thing that was ever made. And then they move on to the next season where it's like, oh, now this is the best thing ever. Yeah. You know what? I had that feeling when I watched Kill the Kill and I wasn't impressed. And I'm like, I know like the whole like, oh, saved anime meme thing is like, I mean, I mean, that kind of is what that meme is. But I'm like, wow, if Kill la Kill is honestly what you guys are like, and I mean, like, that show's fine. Like, I, I didn't like it, but, like, it's, it's a fine show or whatever. It's like, if this is what you guys are, like, praising as, like, master, like a masterpiece, I'm like, wow, that's kind of... <laughs> this is kind of... Yeah, it's rough shape. Um, it's, the, it's the Michael Bay thing again, where it's like, our visual comprehension... No. Yeah, our visual comprehension as a society has gone up. We can observe more and take in more um visual stimulus no problem but our visual literacy has gone down we don't know what any of what we're seeing means no one no one that no no one in the general populace can really tell you why michael bailey's camera work is not very good as opposed to someone like um spielberg or or uh kubrick or you know and it, it happens the same way with this. That these people just watch it because it's fucking popular. It's a slop that's coming out, and they're just gonna eat it. That's what that's. Yeah, and it looks it pretty. And it looks pretty. Whereas, like, you don't get like the rare gems like fucking ping pong the animation a couple years ago, where it's yeah, it, it's intimate. Really good. It's intimate. It's telling such a good story. It has these fantastic characters, and and that's just. I'm glad. I'm glad it did get some critical praise because it did win yeah. anime of the year which was which was nice to hear and you get you know and you just don't get stuff like that all the time which it, it, it would be i think it would be bad if you got stuff all the time whereas we're we're also experiencing something like that in america with fucking 10 marvel movies every fucking summer and oh well now we need to make 10 fucking marvel netflix shows and you know it's just gonna fucking collapse the fucking economy for did no. you did you see that fucking tweet i don't know ryborg you may have been the person that retweeted I, this i did retweet it okay yeah. <laughs> exactly what i'm referencing yeah is in the the movie list for 2018 is fucking, fucking unsustainable <laughs> like it's like 10 fucking marvel movies like for the year it's like are you trying to like yeah, because you have the X Men movies, which are like separately made from the Gambit. Yeah, you apparently have Gambit, a fucking Gambit. Who the fuck wants to watch a Gambit movie? I guarantee you, there are a lot of people. There's <laughs> probably a lot of people that want to watch fucking like. Yeah, no, they think they want to watch a Gambit movie. But what but if they're big fans Gambit of Gambit movie? though? Yeah, but what's a Gambit movie? We'll see in I mean, 2018. That's, that's, like, that's like, let's take fucking Black Panther and make a fucking Black Panther movie. Let's take Ant-Man, because that was a fucking success. Let's, you know, it's like, I, I just don't get, I just don't get, it's like, okay, let's, it's like Wolverine, fine, because it's fucking Wolverine, but it's like Gambit, like. I think at yeah, least uh, for the Marvel side of things, the worst those get, I think, are like painfully, like, I thought, 
I thought Ant-Man was the most 5 out of 10 and that was an okay movie I've ever seen like in recent memory. At least that's still better than like oh god, I watched 20 minutes of that Suicide Squad cam rip and like fuck. <laughs> uh. So I, I honestly I, I think one of the main things that's happening with this is that the Marvel movies in particular and all these other comic movies are kind of taking an approach to movies the same way they take the approach to comic books, which is there's a lot of it and and well no there's there's a lot of it and necessarily there will be some people that will want to see them all but i feel like a lot of people will just end up picking and choosing the ones that they want to see based on the characters they like and i mean as long as it works and people continue to watch the movies i think that's fine like i i don't think it's necessarily hurting other movies like we're still going to get other movies you know as long as people, I, I feel like it's okay to like something that's not necessarily high art. You know, it's okay to want to turn your brain off and enjoy a summer blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, it's still there's an oversaturation, and I, I think that's a. Well, I, I think naturally it'll work itself out, you know, because eventually people will get sick of it, and like there was an oversaturation of, you know, teen vampire dramas for a while, you know. I think we've already kind of reached the point where. If you look at the drop-off for movies this year, and I mean Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, notwithstanding, because those were just terrible and word of mouth got around. Like, even for, like, that X-Men movie, or I think even Deadpool, um, it seems more than ever there is a massive amount of people going to these things week one, and then week two, it kind of just drops off. Like, yeah. I think there is a dedicated... And I mean, I would include myself in that week one. Like, I saw Deadpool day one. I saw... Um, well, I saw Batman v Superman. I wanted to walk the fuck out of the theater, but like, I was morbidly curious, so I had to. I, I didn't see Suicide Squad in theater. I can. I don't want to waste my money on DC movies a second time this year. Um, so like, I I feel like there's that core group that is gonna go to these week one for a while, and like, I don't think they're gonna get sick of it per se. And I feel like a lot of that, you know, is like comic book people which i'm not but like you know every time i go to one of these movies like day one or day two or whatever it's a lot of people in like you know the the shirts or like the hoodies with like the logos and stuff on it so i think a lot of the comic book fan base and like core fans are gonna stick around and i think they may be enough to sustain it sort of thing but i think a lot of the general audience is already kind of moving on like i mean like Civil War was, I think, the most, like... Civil War, and I mean Batman versus Superman, I think were the most, like, two biggest, like, superhero things this year. And even then, I don't think... I didn't see the level of excitement in, like, the general culture as much as I have since, like, the first Avengers. I think that was, like, the peak of that. And the conversation also ends a lot sooner, you know? People talked about the first Avengers for over a year yeah civil war after a month no one really mentioned it you know yeah exactly sort of online still going though oh new stuff announced is yeah. wait is it yeah, yeah there's like a yeah. third season and a movie coming out what the fuck? yeah well, there's a live yeah. action oh, show for, right oh yeah there's a live action like english show coming out i think oh, i want to go sort art offline for the rest of this conversation no, okay so the thing about sort art online is did you guys get to the second major arc of that anime no <laughs> because what? it is really it like i know you guys are saying like it was garbage from the beginning but like it really makes the first arc seem in, like a masterpiece it how 
oh. even further downhill that the quality of that goes. Because I thought the first arc of Sword Art Online, including all the like one shot episodes at the beginning, it was it wasn't very good, but I didn't hate it. You know, it was watchable. I I got why my friends liked it. Man, they did not know how to handle continuing that story into this. I guess the second novel originally. Well, wait, wait, hold on a second. From what I know, doesn't he become like a fucking special agent of like MMO crime or something? No, like that's that's the second. Uh, yeah, season. that's the. Oh, oh, yeah, God, fuck that. everything. <laughs> the, the, the second arc is literally just. Uh, I guess we'll just. I guess we'll just do like the, the girlfriend gets kidnapped or something. Oh no. And that's just the plot. <laughs> is that the one where, like, the dude, like, just, like, looks her face for, like, a minute or something? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've seen those gifts, and I'm like, oh, this looks... Not very good. ...awful. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anime I, was a I mistake. I couldn't deal with that first arc, honestly. It, like, once there's three ass shots in, like, a mystery scene, that's supposed to be a very serious moment in that show. But they have an ass in the frame. I said no, not today. You know I what have... does that plot better without having asses in the frame? What? Dot hack. Dot hack. It was. All, say... It also did it like fifteen years ago. I will say though, as somebody who watches uh, recent seasonal anime, um, like the classic yeah. RE Zero. I, yeah, I will say that. Uh, uh, yeah, I think you guys are kind of right. Um, I mean, there's a few that do come out that are uh, slightly above average. Yeah, like Berserk yeah. 2016. <laughs> Don't watch that show; it's garbage. Anyways, carry on. I just wanted to throw that jab in there. <laughs> I don't know how to continue on with that kind of jab. Why uh, does but... a Muso game look fucking better than like a fucking? show like it because it Muso has money and a schedule yeah i'm gonna buy the shit out of that muso game it looks pretty good i'm excited no, it looks like visually it looks fucking great yeah. i mean it's gonna be a muso game i mean hyrule warriors was good so hopefully they like have you like recent muso games have all been pretty great honestly yeah yeah except like, dynasty, Hawk, dynasty warriors 8 and samurai warriors 4 were really good i don't care what anyone says Okay, so I like except for Hakuto no Ken too. That was fucking terrible. I didn't play that one. I don't know. I I don't know why it was worse than the first one. <laughs> like it's well, we live in a world too where the fucking Afro Samurai two game that like came out was so bad that like they had to delist it from PSN. Like I think and we fund it. I didn't know I, I that part. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to be an official Muso game, but. You know, at some point, there's going to be a Sword Art Online Muso style game. There's got to be. Yeah. Oh, also, I want to point out that that Afro Samurai 2 game was not a Muso game, and I know that. I was just talking about uh, shitty anime licensed games because I, I knew someone is typing a comment right now to correct me, which also reminds me of something I wanted to start the podcast with. Hey, Zach, you're wrong about Nier. It wasn't like changed in localization. There are two versions of that game. I okay. actually. No, 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 no. Hold on. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I know, and my argument is this. Oh, oh okay. The version that we got was the one they intended to have, like, for American audiences. I know it was also released in Japan, 
but we specifically got the one that they made for Xbox, you know? Okay, okay. That, that's what I meant. I did misspeak. I'm sorry. Okay, jeez. It's still, come on. It, you know what I meant, guys. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't. We're correcting it, it, you. The, the version we got was a version specifically made for Western audiences, while the Japanese version, like the version made for Japanese audiences, originally had something different. And also part of it is on my bad, because I totally knew... Like that was, I I don't I don't know if I could say I knew you misspoke, but I I knew that like it wasn't like change. I didn't say anything, so whatever, it's on me too. I but. mean, like I I also knew, and I just like you know we were in the moment, so I kept going with it. But like, I still think it was a valid thing to bring up, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, but that's fair. I'm sorry, I know. I'm I sorry. received fourteen. No, I, I there's like two people said a thing, so. Um. <laughs> I'm going to play Guard 1 next time that I'm uh, around to play video. I don't know how the fuck I said like that, but I want to play Guard and Nier and all that jazz yeah, before. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm on the cusp of really wanting to get into that series, so maybe we'll talk about I, it. I've been curious about it for a while, and like I, I just never have. I keep cutting off Johnson talking about Sword Art Online, though. Uh, you, act like I, you act like I haven't been doing this on purpose for like the past 30 minutes, so anyways, carry on, Johnson. Uh, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna add that uh, if you want a good airing anime that you that you should watch, I was just, uh, you should watch Mob Psycho 100. It's got uh, the guy who did um, the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood fight scenes directing it. So it's it's a very stylish anime, and it's got uh, the writer of One Punch Man behind it, and it's got good character development. Yeah. Seasonal anime. Seasonal anime. So much. Seasonal anime. You know what isn't seasonal? Stranger Things. Yeah, because it's a Netflix original. So it doesn't come out every season. It comes out when they're done with the season. Okay. So, Zach, we watch Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a really good show. It's really good, and we can't talk much about it because spoilers, but I... Okay, honestly, the only the, there's only a couple things I want to talk about with Stranger Things. There's a moment where a fucking song that was in the Metal Gear Solid 5 trailer started to play, and, like, I couldn't but contain my laughter. I, like, died. The garbage song? No, uh, I wish. Uh, it was the uh, New Order... Oh, Elegy... Elegia? Yeah. Like that that plays at a very opportune moment actually for, for that song. It's a good song, man. It's a good fucking song. Yeah, I know. And I was like, why is this sound and then I started laughing my ass off because I'm like, oh, this is a fucking Metal Gear song. No. New Order's great. Um New Order, New Order is a very good band. I also really like garbage actually, but Yeah. Maybe um, too. <laughs> well, we we know you just talked about it, but um but uh no what, what was i gonna say oh yeah no um the only thing i really want to talk about with stranger things is like it everyone kind of knows like oh it's a throwback to like you know the 80s and all that and uh a lot of different influence from like spielberg to stephen king to like you know just a bunch of random shit thrown yeah, in there that's why i hear it's not it's it's a it's an unoffensive throwback to the 80s exactly unlike- Kung Fury. Oh, Kung Fury stone. Um yeah, it, it, it is very it is very tactful. Very yes. Respectful yes. The, and it's uh 
portrayal of that decade which um i mean there are some things that are on the nose or like the only thing that really stuck out to me is like there's a point where like i mean i guess this isn't even like just the 80s but like there there's a part where it's just like oh the kid's gonna be playing around with the millennium falcon and i don't know why that one stuck out to me as like okay that's a little out there but i mean like hey at the time period kids were fucking obsessed with star wars so who cares um i'm like now you know yeah no. no all these fucking 20 year olds are like no man fucking i got a star wars tattoo all these fucking idiots i know i have kylo ren on my back no um but like no it's just really good um so my favorite thing about that show is going into it expecting them just to do the cliche like the you know just playing all the cliches and stuff of like horror movie and horror tv show characters straight because i was like oh it's like an homage or like a throwback so they're just gonna play all the characters straight but like maybe do it cool or whatever but they actually make a lot of characters that start out as cliches and like move them and do stuff with them and progress them in a way that it's like oh these are really multifaceted and interesting deep people like they, yeah, they're actual people. They're not stereotypes. Um, my favorite. So my favorite too is um, there's Steve. I'm like anime. Yes. Um, there there's there's Steve who is like a um like an asshole like jock kid kind like the, the he's he's the generic kind of like cool kid who like skips class and bullies the other kids cigarettes. and yeah he smokes cigarettes and he has a cool car and like. He slept with girls. Oh, ooh, that yeah, and yeah, he's got hey, second base. So they do a oh. thing with him where, like, he's he he's you know he's kind of just that character, right? But then they kind of hint at like you know he's not actually like the worst guy. Like he can actually be really caring and pretty like nice when he wants to be. And then they do a thing towards the end, which I don't I don't want to spoil too much, but like they basically outright say he's actually really not that bad of a guy. It's just he hangs out with people that just and like he hangs out with the wrong crowd and like just by hanging out with them he becomes an asshole. Like they rub off on him and like he's very impressionable. And like, man, there is this one person I went to high school with that like literally the exact same thing of like, you are just like one of the nicest people ever until you start hanging out with like this crowd and then you try so hard for like attention and you just become the biggest asshole. And I think now he's like dealing drugs somewhere in like the southwest around I don't know where fuck that guy ended up, but last thing i heard he was dealing drugs um but like he reminded me of like that high school memory of just like yeah there's the there's the dude who's like fine when you're talking to him alone and then as soon as there's like another person there he's just like the biggest dick <laughs> um and then also too there's hopper who is kind of like the the town sheriff dude or whatever who like at first is like i don't believe in all this like you know wacky crazy shit going on or whatever and then as soon as he gets like viable evidence that okay maybe there's something nuts going on he's like fuck it I'm, I'm just gonna go with it and it's it's really interesting what they do with all those characters i did um i didn't want to say one thing about like the whole 80s throwback thing um i feel like that's the focus of what a lot of people talk about with the show mm -hmm. and it maybe gets a little too caught up in that because honestly like if you hear 80s throwback and it turns you off, I would still recommend giving it a shot because it doesn't, you know, it, it's not about the fact that it's set in the 80s. Exactly. Agreed. It's, 
it like you can still enjoy it even if you don't care about the 80s at all it's totally it, a secondary yeah. element I, I mean even i don't i honestly like i'm I'm a total 90s kid i don't give a fuck about the 80s um it's such a secondary element and like i i think it adds a lot to the show even though like i'm not like a f- big fan of the decade or anything but like the music choice is on point it is the best use of africa the song i have ever heard in my life i laughed my ass off um like i mean the kids reference stuff that like you know kids would be into at the time they play D D in the stupidest way possible uh just other stuff um also too uh that curiosity door line i don't remember exactly how it goes is the best line i think i've heard in anything in a while um, I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about, Zach. It's near the end, but I actually, I don't remember. It's when he he calls one of the kids calls someone over the phone, and they're like, "You always challenge us to open up uh, any curiosity door that we come across. Why does this one have to remain locked or something like oh. that?" And it, like that killed me. Um, no, it's it's a really good show. Like I don't know, like they're doing a season two, which they've outright said is a continuation, which like. I hope they don't Daredevil season to it, but we'll see. You know, I have an even better comparison for that personally on me. So, like, one of the things I love so much about this first season of Stranger Things is that it's paced really well. Mm -hmm. Like, every episode is paced perfectly, and it doesn't doesn't really feel like it adds any filler, and it's only eight episodes, and it's, like, it's a show that you very much put on, and you just want to watch to the end, and, uh... It's one of the strongest, like, single seasons I can think of. Yeah. And a couple years ago, I I watched the first season of a show called Orphan Black that I thought was super interesting, and I thought it was also really well-paced. And then season two came out, and it was just, like, so self-indulgent in the fact that it had to fan base, and it was garbage. And, like, ever since that happened, where, like, a show went from really good to garbage in between seasons... I'm, like, terrified of season twos now. You know... So I really hope that this doesn't... That, that kind of reminds... What you just said kind of reminds me of, like, American Horror Story, where it, like, started really strong, and then it just fucking fell apart. Yeah. I, American Horror Story had, like, aesthetically and, and musically and all, like, uh, acting-wise, it started so strong. It had a lot of good stuff going for it, and then it just shit the fucking bad. And don't they also do a thing where, like, every season it's, like, a new story, but, like, the same actors or something? Yeah. Some of weird. the same actors, yeah, no, I think. I've, I've seen... But that show is just fucking terrible. I've seen a lot of people, uh, like, you know, say, like, oh, I wish it was an anthology thing instead of just, like, a continuing story about this town, and I kind of agree. Like... I would have been happy if this story ended here and then they moved on to, like, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen, like, the third Halloween movie, but I kind of loved that that movie was just something completely different. And, like, I kind of want the same from, like, or I would have wanted the same from the series, I think, where it's, like, there's just a different, maybe even do different decades, you know? Like, hey, here's, like, a 90s thing or whatever, you know, but... JoJo's Stranger Journey. Oh, boy. It's the it's the Giorgio. More uh, I can't make that joke. It's a fuck. I'm like fucking <laughs> turning I, into spaghetti trying to make this joke. I'll, I'll cut it out. Don't no, worry. You I'm won't kidding. you won't be spaghetti on this podcast. No, I'm keep a, it in. Okay. Keep it in. Fix that spaghetti. Haha, <laughs> Jojo joke. Oh, Jojo joke. Damn. Nice. <laughs>
I, I haven't watched enough Part 4 to care about Actually, I just finished reading the manga of Part 4 today. Rank them. Rank the parts now. Do it. Uh, no. You know what? Honestly, it changes for me. Okay. The, the longer I've spent away from Part 3, the more I like it, because I forget all of the filler bullshit. <laughs> so right now, I feel like it's 4, 3, 2, 1, but it's probably actually 4, 2, 3, 1. I like 1, like, way more than 2 and 3. I like one a lot. I like I like one more than I think most people like one. But Same. It's just, it honestly, I, I don't know. I guess it was just because it was shorter that it doesn't. Maybe just because I watched it longer ago, I feel like it's very much like just a beginning, you know. Yeah, a lot of people really actually seem to kind of shit on Phantom Blood, and I don't think it deserves it at all. Yeah. Like, I, I think Phantom Blood is great. It's it, it's it's more generic than the other parts, but it's I still thought it was really enjoyable for just a show. I don't think, I think. It's as, I don't think it's as generic as in terms of structure. And like yeah. writing structure in terms of against like part three part three is more like oh yeah i agree boring yeah. shonen where it's like monster of the week whereas like yeah. r one's kind of like fucking weird sociopath vampire i, I respect no weirdness that i respect like. how there are like three different places where part one could have just ended and they don't like yeah. no you didn't solve the problem though and it's like fuck <laughs> i love that that's great so I think the main thing, though. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and then uh, part seven, he actually wrote well. I'm, I'm not thinking. <laughs> I started part five, so we'll see when I get to part seven how I feel about that. But I mean, uh, I think uh, part five. I think part five is a lot like part three, but it's like a. I want to say better. It's a. It's a more interesting style of the way that part three is where it's like a very linear structure and it's like they just fight a bunch of henchmen basically well that's actually what i was going to bring up though because like part one was very i mean like part one you had those like guys in the middle that they fought but mostly it was just about dio you know yeah and uh i think starting with part two but especially parts three and four with the stands and parts three and four I like. I think the fights are more interesting with with the stands because it allows for more like different gimmicks. shit. Yeah, yeah, more gimmicks. And yeah. I I like that there's a lot of fights where it's not just like he's stronger. We have to beat him by being stronger. It, it's it, like let's he, figure he, out what he yeah. is and then how to deal with it. Yeah, and that that's a lot of in that's very entertaining for me. That's that's the one thing I don't like about the part three is because just oh Jotaro just punches him really hard. Yeah, I do think three re- retroactively and Zach maybe you don't feel this now but you may after you read well I mean you've read four but like four and five do a lot of really creative stand battles in that style. If you look back on three, there's actually a lot of like things where it's like oh the stand has a weird power oh Jotaro punches it and then it's done and like yeah, yeah. and that's really cool once in a while. Yeah. But maybe it happened a few times. Because it, it's a funny joke after like three really complex fights to have one that's just this guy has crazy powers, but Joe, you know, Jotaro's strong, so he punches them. That, mm-hmm. That's fun. Except for but, the Darby yeah. one. Except for the, the, the Darby one where he actually does have to play with him. That, that one was interesting because it was seeing yeah. Jotaro not just beat the shit out of someone. I think my thing with part five is, like you said, it it does feel a lot. So, like, part five to me is a very interesting mix of uh, the structure of three with a lot of the more creative elements of four. Um, I think my thing with five, though, is just, like, I didn't give a shit about anyone other than maybe Bruno. 
and like that kind of killed it for me and also too like there's a lot of points in part five where like it's very obvious Araki kind of like goes a little too nuts with it like Fugo just there's a character in part five that is forced to leave the story because Araki's like oh I made his character like stand way too strong uh way too strong the antagonist and like final battle is like the most so okay I will admit the ending of part three is a total deus ex machina it's a cool deus ex machina Part 5's ending is the most obvious, like, you shoved that right out of your asshole I've seen in, like, anything in a while. It's very gratuitous in that regard, and that also really bumped me out, but... And with Part 6. Oh boy, I can't wait. And then and then Part 7 is just, you know, overall, it's just... The, I, the thing is that, like... One through six, the character development feels shallow. It's, it doesn't really go anywhere. Whereas in part seven, like those characters really change and really grow with each other. You yeah. know, uh, and I find that really satisfying. And all the stand gimmicks, all the it's, it's part seven is more more the journey, I guess. Well, I mean, there was a shift in like, I mean, they changed magazines, I know, and yeah, like they, they changed, yeah, they changed, no, it changed demographics entirely. Yeah, and like well, I, I was about to say, there, there seems like there, there, it seems like there was a shift in maturity with like exactly, that exactly, part, exactly. which yeah, it did, it did change from weekly to monthly, monthly, monthly. so point, so yeah. it was longer chapters and overall just longer. So it was like twenty, it was like twenty, fifty page chapters in like 20 plus, 22 volumes i think total and um i would just really like that part for for the characters for the where they go what he does with them so like it, you know how there's like always a zapelli and so there's like there's william zapelli and then there's caesar william is more of a teacher more of a mature authority figure to jonathan whereas caesar is more the rival rival friend and he kind of combines that character into one character in part seven which is like the companion friend rival who is also the teacher uh to to johnny joestar and it, it that foil and how they develop together is really really well written man this is like partially just like my personal bias but like also too like kind of cool that like you have a main character that's disabled i respect that yeah exactly. that's that, that's just kind of like a personal like oh relatability and, thing and, but and like his stand, and his stand grows with him which is really cool that's that's another thing his stand uh develops with him it's not just um it's just not just like i can stop out, time out for no reason <laughs> yeah it's not just like out of the gate fucking uh one thing it's like it grows and develops and be and becomes able to do different things over time okay based I actually, on how he like learns and practices and and overcomes adversity i actually do want to go uh, zach so would you would you say you you enjoyed the kira fight more or less than the dio fight less I'd, i i like kira a lot as a villain i like him a lot I think the Dio fight is better. Okay. I feel like I agree with that. The Kira fight, I think, was more, like, 
creative, but also too like I felt like the cure fight kind of went on a little maybe too long. I think I think that comparing two completely different things though. It, it, yeah, they're very they're very different. different. And I honestly, like better. You know I, I the the last like. I don't want to say too much because I don't. You know, the anime still airing, so I don't yeah. want to spoil it for people. But like, Kira gets a lot of focus in that last like one fourth of that manga, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. that's all great. Like I, every scene with Kira in it is great. I love him as a character, but the actual fight itself, uh, part three's final fight, I thought was was a better fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a better fight. But the thing is that that really what I like about how Kira goes out, it really says a lot about his character. He whimpers out because he's that kind of slithery, yeah, manipulative piece of fucking garbage. And they, honestly, they do that really well too. I, yeah. I feel like a lot of people don't really mention Dio's last lines a lot that I've seen, but I love that his last lines are you know just him going, "I'm Dio though." <laughs> It's Kono Dioga. Yeah, it's great. Also, too, um, I enjoy the team effort that takes place in that final part four fight. Whereas, like, it's yeah. it was kind of there in part three, but like at the end, like Jotaro and Dio are gonna fucking like do this thing. It, 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 in, fu- in fucking part four, it is a kooky team effort, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Diamond is unbreakable. is fantastic. My uh, so yeah, my 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 part ranking is two four. Well, two four three one five. And I don't know where six is gonna end up, but like I I I keep getting like a couple volumes into six and get like really bored and stop. I, that's that's how I that's how I how it was for me. It's just really boring to me. It's really boring. Um, unfortunately, Fight, fights take too long. That's one of my issues. That like the fights take way too long. Also, too, like is that entire thing set pretty much in that prison only? Pretty much, except for like the that, last like. That doesn't interest me. You know, like I feel bad saying though. that, but like I don't care about that sort of thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, that's JoJo Speaking talk. Of things that took too long. I, I finally, after a year and a half, beat SMT two. Oh yeah, yeah hey. I still haven't. Me neither. Uh, yeah, it's really good. I liked it a lot. Uh, I know it's. I'm not gonna dwell on it too much because I feel like most people listening to this probably know. But um, a lot of things about mainline SMT that uh. I really like. You could see done really well in SMT2. Um, it also has some of the best like realizations of concepts that the series has, if you know what I mean. Um, but man, that middle part of that game is a slog. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much backtracking and so much like, okay, go here and talk to this guy. Okay, great. Now go back there. Okay, now go back there. And now go back there. And it's like, man, I've been through this same like little mini dungeon like 20 times and I just want to kill myself. Oh, <laughs> unlike SMT1, you can't just break that game to be stupid. I mean, it, it's great. I think I like it a bit more than SMT1, but it does have some very clear padding. And a lot of that comes down to like, they make you go back and forth between certain areas a lot. Oh, and SMT1, and, even, you didn't even really need to do that, which yeah, is curious like, why they decided that. 
Sometimes you can make it shorter by using the skills that teleport you, but very often you can't. Because, like, they'll only get you so far on your journey, or they just don't let you do it because they teleported you somewhere. <sighs> it, it, it's bad. Like, honestly, I would have rather them cut a lot of that out and just have the game be, like, ten hours shorter. Or, what? Like, even just five hours shorter. What ending did you get? Chaos. Okay. And let so. me tell you, man, it's a good chaos ending. And it's got probably the best, like confrontation if you know what i mean you know what i mean oh yeah <coughs> i've debated going chaos just because like i like the idea of that party member you get on that route but it's um, really good and he gets some really good lines where like hey he's actually kind of a really developed character here you know yeah which is nice considering in other games it's not he's really not. um yeah I, I like he seems that's where he seems most. Uh, I don't know why the fuck we're s avoiding spoilers for a two decade know. old game. Fucking Lucifer. Um, yeah. So you fight God. I, I don't know why I started. And by by the way, you fight God at the end of fucking Shimagami Tensei. If you didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, Lucifer seems the most of like an actual fucking character in SMT two than anything else from what I can see. Like, everything else is just an excuse to be the person, you know? I, I feel like he came pretty close to getting some good development in 4, actually. But, uh, it didn't go far enough. Did he, though? <laughs> like... Did you do the chaos route? I mean, but even then, doesn't he kind of just, like... T I don't so really know if that's, like, super development, but... It, it's not like I said. It it comes close. In yeah. The fact okay. That, like, okay. He gets a few lines where he's like, when you fight some of the later bosses, and they're like, "Man, I I used to know you, and it's a shame that you're you know acting like this." But it never really goes beyond just having one or two zingers, you know. Yeah. And and two, it's like they go that extra step where it's like maybe it's just me reading into it, but I felt like you know what? Yeah, I, this guy's actually kind of a character in here. Which is good. Yeah. I hope I hope it's good in Apocalypse. Okay, in Apocalypse, if he's not a character, they have no fucking excuse. Like, I'm fully expecting Merkaba and, like, Lucifer need to be, like, around more, you know? Like, they yeah, have I mean, we'll to see. be. I, I have, no, like, I know what the final boss of Apocalypse is. I know nothing else about that game's story, so <laughs> I don't know where it's gonna go. We'll We'll see. Yeah. But... I'd like to see more of those characters if they are part of the plot. Well, considering that it starts and they're like there. Yeah. I would be shocked if they're mostly ignored. <laughs> that would be disappointing yeah. to me. They got fancy ass new redesigns and everything, so. But yeah, no, SMT2, uh, man, those last few boss fights are tough too. Really good. Like, way better than any of the boss fights in SMT1, in my opinion. The, uh, the avatars of Yahweh. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Satan and himself, you know. Yeah. I've beaten, like, those I've last beaten, two especially, man, they're good. <laughs> I've beaten one JRPG, I lied. Oh, what is it? It was Shin Megami Tensei 4. That's a good oh. one. It was a good game. Yeah. I beat that one, too. I've gotten... Okay, I've got... Here's my... Here's my because I like Shin Megami Tensei in terms of, like, tone and characters. I think it's super interesting. I've... I put like 20 hours in the Digital Devil Saga and I got bored. Um, I got 
I put 35 hours in Nocturne, and I got to a point where I had to fight a boss. I used Earthquake, and I didn't know what to do, and I felt stupid, so I stopped playing. <laughs> and Classic SMT experience. What, what other ones have I played? Oh, Strange Journey, and I played like 15 hours of Strange Journey. I was like, this game's fucking weird. I can't. Like, the, 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 the critical system... I wish it was just press turn in Strange Journey because yeah. I don't really like that weird alignment system because it's like, oh, if my demons are aligned to me, then I get the critical bonuses. But if they're not, well, oh well. And it's like, okay, great game, thanks. That just that just felt kind of weird. But I did like I did like like the dungeons and um, Strange Journey from what I saw, and that's pretty much all I've ever done with. Oh, and I liked. I tried Persona 4, I didn't like it that much. I tried Persona 3, I didn't like it that much. I like Persona 2 way better for some reason. You're definitely not one of that. A lot of people feel that way. Yeah, disgusting. I like, those char- I like those characters way more. Like, Ikichi's my shit. That's well, my it's like the most, yeah. like, that's the one Mega 10 game where everyone's like, this is probably the best written one. Like... <laughs> that's the one that is the general consensus like I, I really need to play that i do too like i i on my fucking tablet i have like the the persona one persona two like isos on my psp emulator and like i just need to like do it you know but like like even i i i'm probably just gonna play those games on easy because at this point i couldn't be fucking bothered with those games and how they play but like i just want to see the story you know so one day i'll probably go through but yeah I, I enjoy Persona 2's writing. I just don't enjoy that the game flow of that game, really. Yeah. But I played the PS1 version, so I don't know how much has changed from PSP. I've actually heard that in some ways the PSP version is actually slower. Yeah. Like, I heard once it really gets going, you can actually get through battles faster in the PS1 version than the PSP version. Yeah, my, but my problem with it is that, like, to get to battles faster, you gotta, like, just blow everything up. And, yeah. like, that's, that's, like, really boring to me. I don't want to blow everything up in every encounter. Well, I think that's the thing with um, SMT that really... Like, I mean, I played Persona 3 at a time where, like, I JRPGs have always been my favorite genre of video game, but, like, Persona 3 came to me at a time where, like, I was kind of getting out of them and I felt kind of jaded with them. Um... Which I guess was pretty same. easy. Like Yeah, no, I, I was the same way. Like I, I, I guess last generation in particular, home console RPG releases were very I wanna say not very great quality. A lot of the stuff you really if you really wanted good JRPGs, you had to go on handheld. So like for me, like console JRPG experiences or whatever, just like I'm s I don't know if I care anymore, man. And then I played Persona 3, and I was like, fuck, I guess, like, there's a lot of old shit within this series I should go get back into, and then, like, home console JRPGs are kind of making a comeback now, and they're, I mean, like, Digimon was out, that's apparently really good. Other games coming out, those are great, and just gotta look Final for them. Final Fantasy 15. It's not coming out for two more months, <laughs> so. Oh. oh. Hey. I also tried, I also tried Raido Kuzunoha, and that game wasn't very fun. Oh no, that game uh, is the first one or the second one. The first one. That that yeah, game no. is bad. Um, it, that game has a lot of really cool ideas that are marred by a terrible combat system. That game, so that game's combat system is the weirdest thing to me because I didn't even dislike it. I was just like, 
that was the most like non-feeling I've ever gotten out of a video game ever where I'm like, I'm playing a video game right now. Okay. Like, I just felt nothing. I didn't even like dislike it. I was just like, this is so nothing that I can't have emotions over it. It was the, the most one's a lot better though. Oh yeah, I, I but I need to play the first one first. I'm that person, you know. Um Oh yeah. I mean like I beat the first one. It's not the worst game ever. It's just like if you're some like I've never seen anyone say, Hey, you should start with Raido Kuzanoa, you know? Yeah. It's always like after you've played every other Mega Ten, you can do that one if you want. <laughs> well, I mean not only that too, but like it's um it's a short game. Like I'm I'm I think I'm like ten hours in and I'm I think over halfway. Um, it, it's not very long for a JRPG. Um, no, but what, what I was saying is um, the thing that really won me back with Persona 3, though, is like to an extent, too, at that time, I was starting to like a lot of gameplay systems and JRPGs, like really, I, I was kind of tired of them. And in my mind, JRPGs were that thing where it's like, hey, if you want games that like are kind of more story oriented, you can play a JRPG. But like a lot of the time, the like, a lot of the time, the gameplay for, like, a lot of RPGs is just, like, oh, use the best skills and then just beat the thing or grind up until you can beat the thing. Yeah. And then, like, Persona 3 is, like, every single one of these random encounters I was getting into, like, I actually need to pay attention and, like, be engaged. I can't just, like, do the same thing over and over again. Like, I actually need to, like, re re-strategize and think about things and, like just the extra amount of care and attention put into that is really what got me into Megaton to begin with. That's, that's Although, why I like... Sorry. No, go ahead. Well, that's, uh, that's what I was going to mention with Nocturne. That's what I liked about it is that every time I try to play a JRPG, it's like, why wouldn't I just brute force my way through everything? And some games just let me do that and it got really boring. Whereas Nocturne was like, oh, I actually have to debuff. I actually yeah. have to buff. Mm -hmm. And that, that made it super funny. exciting. Status ailments aren't a fucking joke in those yeah. games. They actually like, matter. Like, as soon as I got to the Matador or whatever his name was, it was like, oh, I see how this game wants me to play it. Well, at yeah, least he got sure. past the Matador. He was, he was fucking not that hard. Like, everyone's like, who's... Well, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, the people that say the Matador is really hard, they're the ones that don't get, get it. it you know? Yeah. They're the uh, ones that got there and went, uh, I don't understand how this game wants me to play. He's the test. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. think maybe... So the one thing about Matador that people... I think a lot of people don't know is he wasn't originally in Nocturne. Like, he was added for the re-release, which was the version that got localized. So I think partially, like, he's kind of a stone wall, maybe because of a little bit of a poor design choice that they put in for the re-release. Because, like... He's kind of intended for people that played through the game once already, actually, in a weird way. It's also, yeah. it's weird that that is, like, that's the only one that's not optional of the fiends. Yeah, I, I think what that was for is they were like, hey, we have this new thing in here for this version of the game for people who don't know. So they force you to, into the first one. However, I think there was probably a better fucking way of doing that than, oh, you're walking through a sewer, whoosh, teleported to a boss fight. Yeah. <laughs> Such a stupid idea. <laughs> I did, yeah. Also, those those fiends from my father were they're they're so goddamn fun. Like that was the thing with Nocturne is that it was like the boss fights weren't like a a chore to me like other JRPGs. It was like actually fun to strategize how I was gonna tackle and and what what demons I was gonna use, what demons I was gonna fuse, and stuff like that. And On my really hard good. mode run it's of just like oh, now I need fucking Tetracarn and 
I don't want to go grind that out, so I just stopped playing it out of disinterest. On my hard mode run of Nocturne, I believe my strategy for Beelzebub was, okay, if I buff up fully and then use Demifiend's one physical attack, I can take out half of his HP, then he goes into phase two, and from there I just need to get lucky. I wasted about an hour of my life using that strategy, and it was the dumbest, most fun, like, sort of, like, weird back-ass words way of fucking fighting a boss in any RPG I've ever done. I'm like, you can't do this in Final Fantasy or Dragon Quest or, like, anything else. I love it. Uh, good times. I got a figure of that one coming at me. You also, Bob? Yeah, it's on its way. Oh, congratulations, you... That shit cheap. You, you heathen. Hey, man. You know what else is an unholy satanic series? What? Castlevania. Oh. Boy. This isn't my segue to make, so Johnson, I'm gonna bring it back over to you. So, speaking of things that are good, and things that I also like, um, Castlevania Dracula X Chronicles is a really good game. Sort of. It you has... Know game? T- tell me, Rightborg. Rondo of Blood. Yep, you're right. You are absolutely right. So uh, let's break it down here for the people that don't know. There are three games that we have to address in this situation. Right? Yeah. There's Castlevania there's, Rondo of Blood. There's Castlevania Dracula X. And there's Castlevania Dracula, Dracula X Chronicles. These are three different games that are also the same game, kind of. Yeah. I'm aroused. Tell me more. You can also play as Richter from Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night if you made your name in the name field Richter. Yeah, I think he might have to beat the game, though, I believe. Um, so basically, to go over it super quick, and then I'll let Johnson give his opinions on the game. Uh, Rondo of Blood was the original game. Uh, there was a very, very significantly toned down almost port for the Super Nintendo called Dracula X that had different levels and different boss fights but the same general like story and themes and then there was a PSP remake of Rondo of Blood called Dracula X Chronicles yeah and uh, were you going to say anything Zach? nope all you okay well uh, played through it it's a decent remake uh, I played Rondo of Blood before that I really enjoyed that one uh, this remake uh, it's it's okay. Uh, the color palette is what bothered me the most of everything. Uh, it's really bland. It's it doesn't really have the the color palette of Rondo Blood. That where it's like where like all the enemies are really vibrant and you can see all of them on screen. In Rondo Blood, I kind of I almost confused a few from the background. Uh, what else? Uh, they did a remake of Stage 5, an alternate, alternate path of Stage 5, that was... I, 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 found that, I found that part of that game kind of obnoxious, simply yeah. because they have, like, Medusa heads in, like, the second half of the game, except the second half of the stage, and... Man, they have like Axe Knights and Medusa Heads, and you gotta figure out how to like go through all of that with Richter 
who whose jump arc is not really intended for uh, that kind of thing. And I don't know. It's, I don't know. I couldn't deal with it. But I beat that stage. Uh, then you get the really obnoxious Hydra boss that's really fucking long. I I don't know. Great great job, Dracula X Chronicles. For doing I, that. I will say though, like overall, everything you said is true, but I still think Dracula X Chronicles is worth playing because the yeah. last boss is way better. Yeah, the third boss of that game is really good. Well, no, I, uh, I mean the actual Dracula fight. Oh, yeah, yeah, the third form, I meant. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, in the original Rondo of Blood, the final boss only has two forms, but when you get, like, the true ending in the remake on PSP, uh, yeah. they add a third form that makes the fight a lot better. Yeah, the, those first two forms are, like, piss-easy. But yet, then you get to that third form, and it's great, because now you got to reset the game. <laughs> you got to retry the game, like, ten times to beat that boss. It, it's such a good boss fight. I've probably some of my best like Castlevania. Well, Rondo of Blood is my favorite Castlevania game. And yeah. that carries over to the PSP remake despite a lot of the level. Like, I feel like the PSP game overall is easier up until that last boss and then that extra like that state yeah. you talked about. But um, yeah, just try, like that last boss was so good because it wasn't obnoxiously hard, but it was just challenging enough, you know? Yeah. I mean, I got pissed a few times, but that's only because I didn't know yeah. how some of his patterns worked. But, yeah, that's a good boss. If, if anyone has, like, an interest in Castlevania, definitely check out Rondo of Blood. Or even if you want to try out Dragon Chronicles, I think that's fine, too. Um, yeah. The level design Chronicles. is really good in that game. Yeah. yeah, it's a good improvement over classic Castlevania. Well, I, I feel like it's it's the great it's a great bridging point between classic and the more modern Castlevania. Because they're the linear levels, but then you're encouraged yeah. to yeah. play them over and over to yeah, find yeah. alternate paths and stuff. Yeah, so also, there's an exploration game. element. Also, people are just fans of those types of games. There's this, there's this indie game that came out recently called Odalis the Dark Call, and it's pretty it's pretty tight. It's a pretty cool game. I'll check that out. It's actually really fun. Like, it's not like... I... Uh, it, it's like it's the Stranger Things things of Castlevania. <laughs> oh no! So it's just like well, it's like an homage to those types of games, and and it does it really well, and it's super fun. So it's worth checking uh, out. Do you have any other opinions about this game, Ryborg? Oh, bud. Uh, do you have Do you have any opinions on Dragon yeah. I don't really play it. I just play Ron of Blood and I like that one. Oh. So. Oh. That's like that's like the two Castlevania games I've played. The first one and Rondo of Blood. Oh. I mean Dracula X Chronicles, it's like Dr- Dracula X on the Super Nintendo is garbage, but Dracula X Chronicles. I know, that one, I, know I know Dracula X, the, the SNES one's super butt. Yeah. yeah they they like cut so much. <laughs> but Dracula yeah. X Chronicles is aside from a few things, closer, like yeah. a one to one remake, you know? Yeah. So. yeah. If yeah. you like Rondo of Blood, despite maybe not liking it as much, you'll also like Dracula X Chronicles. Also, yeah. if you want to play Symphony of the Night, hey, that's on there too. Yep. Less uh, meme. Not as many memes in it. Well, memes as in things that became memes. Wait, what? There's no what is a man. Yeah. Oh. 
yeah, it, pile of burgers. Miserable pile, miserable pile of beans. Uh, I've also been playing Symphony of the Night. Um, so far, I've beat the, uh, what is it? The regular castle. Then you got the inverted castle. Um, I'm on my second playthrough of this game right now. So, um, so far, it's a good game. It's a good Metroidvania. Yep. That's all, that's all I got to say about it. It's the only one of that style that I've played so far. I, I've got the other ones ready to play just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it, so... Yeah, it's it's got a few uh, really winding paths that like they don't uh, they they take too much of the player's time compared to like uh, more modern uh, Castlevania Metroidvanias. And the only other one I played was Order of Ecclesia, so there we go. Did you guys know that the Witcher series of books on the back of one of them has a quote that says it's like Shrek meets Castlevania? Are you fucking are you fucking with me? Nope. That's uh What? It, it there's a little bit more to it. It's like I actually posted this on Twitter. It's on the back of one of the books for the Witcher series. There's a quote from like a fantasy book blog. That's like it's like Shrek meets the Princess Bride meets Brothers Grimm meets Castlevania. I, I have heard yeah. the Shrek comparison to the Witcher stuff like before actually, but the the Castlevania yeah, ones do for me. Just the idea of Shrek meets Castlevania, though. Come on. If only Shrek Shrek Castlevania. Only if Shrek is drawn in the Death Note art style of that one guy who did Castlevania Judgment. Well, uh, one girl. You... Oh, okay. Sorry. One girl, yep. I know, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go drown myself now. Yeah, please. Anyway. And Diet Coke, sponsoring the podcast. It's right, zero, TM. Hey, that's me. Oh no, we have too many sponsors that are conflicting. We have too many diet fucking sodas, apparently. Sorry. Well, I'm sorry that I, I was raised... In in the diet land, regular soda tastes kind of weird to me. Actually, I, I I tend to drink diet. Oh, I drink regular soda. I used to drink a lot of regular soda, and then I switched to diet soda, and I had like there's no difference. There's no difference. <laughs> like I, there's, <laughs> there's no reason to not drink diet soda if you didn't want to. Like you know, it's thick soda talk we got here. Oof, yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. It's some how, steamy. How yeah, what are we, we going to talk about next? Fucking cereal. No man's cereal sky. Yeah, no, more like no <laughs> can buy. Uh, so No Man's Sky is a game that came out that I think I'm the only person here that played, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. So um, I feel more really... Like no Man's Sky, more like no one cares. It's uh-huh. a weird... It's nice. a weird game because it is the most overhyped thing that has come out in recent memory, and I feel bad because, like, it's a fun, relaxing thing that I don't think is worth $60. Um, I mean, it was for me, but I feel like I'm going to be, like, the rare exception who is, like, just going from randomly generated planet to randomly generated planet and looking at beautiful landscapes is just enough for me. Like... It like this game is like super chill if you get really invested into it, and um, just like from a technical 
excuse me, from a technical standpoint, I think it's super impressive and like I, I can get behind that. But like if you're expecting anything that's like deep at all, you're not going to get it here. Like I feel bad because I think they may have like I don't like some people I see are like, oh, well, I don't get why this isn't like $20 like some other indie game. And I'm like, well, this is like I think probably the largest video game ever made that doesn't go on like to infinity like in terms of like finite game space i think this is like objectively actually the largest yet so like i, I thought it was procedurally generated it's okay well how how do i put this it's procedurally generated in the sense that they generated all of those planets once and that's the game world it doesn't generate every time you go to a new planet it that's not how that works like everything has been generated already the one time when they made it and it's like there now forever so like if i go and like go on a planet that hasn't been discovered yet that planet's like been there before i was there like when the game came out and like it's stuck there now so like it's not randomly generated each time you turn it on or each time you go to a different place okay they they basically procedurally generated a shit ton of planets is how that works. Um, that's, what I, that's what I thought. I think I think people were thinking that it was just going to be a procedure, continuously procedural, gen procedurally generated universe or something like that. Yeah, and that's yeah, that was the impression I got. I got. And what I got from what they said was, we are making a bunch of procedurally made planets. Yeah, basically that's like a finite thing. That's why I thought. It was. They basically procedurally generated a giant ass thing one time. A giant like, universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, does that, like, I mean, does it start from like when you start the game. Or? Um, no, like the as in like the developers themselves generated the universe, and that universe is the same for everyone. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Um, that being said, though, it might as well not be, because I've been playing this game for probably, like, 20 hours or so. I have not yet encountered anything that I was not the first person to discover. Which, like, to me, like, I mean, for most people, like, no one probably gives a shit, but to me, I'm like, all of this is my journey through this universe, and, like, um, actually, uh, Austin, Austin Walker, who, like, you know, a game journalist guide or whatever... Yeah. Uh, yeah. who uh, used to be with uh, Giant, Giant Bomb, Giant yeah. Bomb, and now he's with uh, Vice Gaming. But uh, recently he 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 was uh, a guest on uh, the uh, Giant Beast cast, which is one of the uh, two Giant Bomb podcasts uh, that I'm back on. And one thing he said that I really, like, chimed with is just, like, it's kind of cliche to say, but, like, it is super spiritual in a way, where it's, like, I'm just going to go on my own type of adventure and use my imagination and just have some time to like take in some beautiful landscapes and just think about shit. And the fact that like you, you are like it, 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 the fact that it's not a randomly generated thing, like constantly, but like you are having such an individual experience that like no one else is ever <laughs> yeah. going to have is it's intimate yeah in it, a way. It, it's weird it, it's it, it's an it's like a feeling i've never had before with a game is what i'll say where it's like this is my no man's sky journey thing and the probability of anyone else having this is like near impossible and i i, I find like a weird sort of like beauty in that and just like yeah. in general like i mean i had the experience that like I didn't really, I guess, get because, you know, the, the primary marketing thing of that game since day one has been, hey, 
Uh, you can go from planet to planet and like from space to planet and back without any like loading screen or anything which like that, which is kind of a lie because like so like there's different planetary systems where like there's like different pockets of space that have like um different like systems and stuff in there. So like you kind of warp between planetary space to planetary space every couple of hours once you're kind of done with like the spot you're in. And I'm pretty sure that's just a loading screen. Like I don't see why it wouldn't be. It's basically like a fast travel system. Um but like I had the experience of like I was just walking around a little bit away from my ship and I'm like what the fuck is that blue light in the sky? Oh, that's another thing. And then I just got back in my ship, left the atmosphere, shot it down, and then landed back kind of near where I was. And I was like, I did all of that in less than, like, a minute. Holy shit, that was awesome, like, sort of thing. Like, the problem is, is that, uh, and I've seen, I saw someone on Twitter use this example, and I, I think this is a, a good analogy, is that No Man's Sky is an ocean that is about an inch deep. Um, but what I think... What kind of pisses me off about the entire... like, Because it's it's been proven to be a very divisive game for multiple reasons. What drives me nuts about conversations about this game is I don't think people realize that there are some people uh, like me who just want to like have an ankle-deep ocean to run around in. But then there's also... I don't think a lot of people that like the game realize that there are people that want depth to games they play. Like, it's the most frustrating thing to listen to because, like, I can totally understand why someone would love or hate this game for different reasons. And, like, I think everyone's pretty justified in their reasoning. Like, it's not a perfect game by any means. I mean, even, like, I think I'm on the way more positive side of the spectrum than a lot of people. That game is pretty flawed. Like, there's a lot of things that are just, I think, not fun for anyone there. Like, a lot of the crafting stuff is simple and... The inventory management is, I think, obnoxious to the point of, like, being detrimental to the game's, like, enjoyment as, like, something you can relax with. Because, like, if the point of the game is to relax, the last thing you want to fucking do is manage your inventory spaces and slots and stuff, right? Like, but, but I mean, just, like, aside from that, I it's, just, like, been such a pain in the ass to hear, like, oh, well... The people that don't like this game don't get how massive it is, or it's like, oh, well, like, the people that play this game just uh, are looking at, like, how big it is and aren't taking t into account that it's not, like, a real game. It doesn't have, like, deep mechanics and stuff like that. It's like, no, yeah. there's, this is, this is a different thing, but, like, the, no one listens to me, so. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it kind of reminds me of when, like, Destiny was coming out and everyone was like, oh, it's, like, if we're saying it has MMO elements. So people are like, oh, so it's going to be wow, but a shooter. And it's like, you need to stop doing that yeah, because you're going to ruin it for yourself as opposed to what it actually is when it comes out and you see what they're trying to do. Whereas, but it's not wow. That's, every, that's everyone's fucking argument for MMO. Well, they did it better. It's like, well, okay, you're going to play like fucking, you're going to say Halo's not fucking Call of Duty and that's your argument or... You know, like Titanfall is not Call of Duty or anything like that. And it's, it makes it okay that, so it makes that game bad. Like it, it's a stupid argument. Whereas we're like the thing that happened with fucking No Man's Sky is that like people misunderstood everything and people made people filled it in in their own heads 
Mm-hmm. And, and media outlets filled it out themselves as opposed I mean, to... To be fair, you could also kind of argue that that's the fault of the developers keeping so many things like a secret into the chest. I, I think the marketing for this game was very poorly handled. Um, I did like, see a... They were clear about it from the beginning that wouldn't have happened. I did see a blog post, though, that very accurately described, though, why, like, this game is pretty hard to wrap up and describe to someone. I mean, it's easy for me to be like, oh, it's a game with crafting elements that's just really big, but that doesn't really fully... Like, I mean, it's weird because, like, it's hard to describe the game and why someone would like it in, like, a trailer or something like that. It's it's yeah, really yeah, weird. It's not... A- it's not a marketable game. That's the thing. And and yeah. and they it's tried to market it and build it and up to be to, it, yeah. to be the biggest fucking thing ever, which I think was so like such to this game's detriment. Um, and that's that's probably on Sony's fault too, because Sony had a big finger in that pie. I, I do think a lot of it is actually on Sony. Fucking crazy fucking thing. Yeah, and like it was definitely even at GameStop, it was pushed to be like sell this like it's Call of Duty, you know? Yeah, and like I. Yeah. I do think, though, that a lot of it, though, I do think they were mysterious on purpose to build up the hype, you know? And, like, I, I, I've been complaining about that style of marketing on this podcast and off this podcast for a while now. But, like, just don't fucking, like, tell us what your game is or just because, like, I'm sick of, I, I'm sick of, like people making up their idea of what a thing is and then getting yeah. mad when it's not that like yeah. i like th- there's a couple different things like either one like marketing is so vague to the point where it's like oh well i was expecting someone something different or also like even i'm getting kind of sick too of like i'm noticing a trend of people like i'm gonna go on media blackout for this thing and then it comes out and it's like what the fuck this wasn't what i wanted and it's like yeah you would have known that if you watched the last three trailers you know like I, I, like the the amount like the direct the new direction we're going into with just like the build up to releases of things i think is just marred with this like this problem of just people building up their own version of a thing in their head and then just not getting that and then like either being pleasantly surprised or pissed off but like I feel like it doesn't need to be this way, and I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm just crazy, but in, for games in particular, I feel like last generation was a bit more straightforward with how things were marketed. I don't know, but... I mean, they were, but I would also argue that last generation, we didn't have... Like, I think it's cool. Like, on one hand, they shouldn't have marketed that way, but on the other hand, I think it's kind of cool that they are willing to market a game like No Man's Sky that way, where, like, yeah. last generation, if you weren't a shooter... Or, you know, towards the end, if you weren't, like, an, a, a big Western RPG, like, you didn't really get that kind of marketing, you know? hmm I, I feel like this generation is a lot more varied, and there's a lot more room for experimentation. With yeah. I, I just wish then that, like, they would at least say, hey, this is an experimental thing, and here's what's special about it, more so than, like, what's No Man's Sky about? You know, they like... Need stop, they need to stop getting... They need to stop trying to get every single person in the world to buy every game they put out you yeah. know Th- yeah. they need to realize that there's different markets for different types of games right they need to market it yeah. towards the people that want to buy that kind of game and i mean i like it's been a big controversy people have been like oh well like three years ago he said there's going to be multiplayer in this game and it turns out there wasn't and i'm like okay to be fair that was three years ago but also the fact that 
that was not corrected earlier, and there was even the general thought in the public conscience, but like the, there was like multiplayer like that in this game, is like that just is like a weird lack of communication to me that I just like just make a blog post that says no, we don't have this, and have the news sites like report on it as they do because like every you know every fucking anything about no man's sky that came out you know everyone ate up or whatever in the media and stuff and it's like i'm shocked that that wasn't cleared up like a year ago that that's not what this game was you know it's like it's not that hard <laughs> to like just say like hey this is kind of what this is and like if you want like to do a multiplayer dog fights in space with your friends you're not gonna get it here you know but i don't know it's weird video games even on that, I mean, like, I, I feel like personally what a lot of people were expecting was something like Journey, where, like, you can just meet up with some friends and, and like, mm-hmm. go on a space adventure together and then not see them anymore. I feel like that's probably what the multiplayer was originally going to be like. Yeah. And then that's somewhere along the line, they didn't get to it in time or something, and they just never came out and said that it's not going to be there anymore. Yeah. It's... It's a, it's a pleasant game. I'd say if it ever if you're curious, I would say wait until it's like half price because I I do think for $60 it's not a game for the vast majority of people. Like I don't know, I feel really weird and like I actually want to make a video about this, but like I'm generally the person that would rather take a smaller but more complex and deeper game that's like well polished than a game like Skyrim which is big but also unwieldy as fuck. Uh, but then I learned that that's not so much a spectrum for me because you can break that by making a game that's, like, so pretty and just fucking huge that, like, I stop caring and I act like I'm five again and, like, exploring, like, a forest or something. Like, the, the, the massive scope of this game and just, like, the idea of just going from place to place and seeing new shit I haven't seen before has been so enthralling for me that, like... I kind of get why, like, I, I guess I understand more the people that play Fallout just to walk around, and before, I, that was a struggle for me, because I was always like, well, this, like, gameplay is bad, but, like, people still like this, I guess, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I guess, like, I finally kind of, oh, no, it's just a very new experience for me, like, it's the first time I've played a game since I was a kid where, like, the exploration aspects really, really enthralled me that deeply. All right, that's Snowman Sky Talk. I'll uh, yeah. I'll I'll definitely be one of those people that try it out when it's half the price it is now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a PC. Maybe I'll play it, but I hear the port's bad. Yeah, I've heard so. that too. The, to be fair, the only reason I even picked it up, I I had no, and that's the other thing I should preface this. Well, I should have prefaced this with, I had no expectations going into No Man's Sky. Like I I actually was curious, and I just like. I went through and searched my profile for tweets about No Man's Sky, and the most like recent, like the oldest tweet I ever had about No Man's Sky was from like a few weeks ago. Like I had no 
I didn't care about this game at all. I saw it at a bunch of different shows and felt nothing. The only reason I bought this was because I was on Amazon and it was like, oh, the limited edition of this is just the price of the base game with Amazon Prime. Eh, just add it to the cart. <laughs> like, just like the most like, yeah, whatever, why not? Fuck it, I'll try something out like that I've had in a while. And I'm glad I did because I ended up liking it a lot. But also, by the way, don't get the limited edition. It's not worth it. Um... It comes with a really shitty comic book, a uh, really like poor excuse for an art book, and uh, a uh, steel case, which is nice, but uh, I don't know. It's not worth the extra price. Um, I, got, I got a shitty comic book with Remember Me. Oh, that's the Capcom action game. That shitty fucking game. Yeah. It's not worth remembering. No one remembered. <laughs> yeah, no one remembered Remember Me. Then they went on to make me on PlayStation Plus. They uh they went on to make Life is Strange though, which is really good. Yeah, so yeah. that's good. More more uh critically accepted. Yeah. Then they're making that weird vampire action RPG thing next. Yeah, which... Bloodborne too. Let's oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I it. That's that's pushing it, but okay. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Um. I guess we can move on to emails. Let's see oh, if yeah, fucking emails. Oh my god, I forgot. Let's see if anyone's No, only the two people. Okay. Um so a bad joke. Uh well there was one, I just deleted that one. Anyways. Uh Gonzalo says, Hi Roz and Zach and guests, hope you're doing well. Since I'm buying a PS4 and a three DS this year, I wanna know what are some of your recommendations for those systems. This is all for now. Can't wait uh, for the new episode. Bye. Uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne is... Bloodborne. Okay, so I will say... um, When I got my, like, the job I'm starting now... Oh, also, by the way, I got got the news I'm getting a raise today, so... That was nice. More meme videos. Congratulations. (laughs) Yeah, woo! No, but, um... The, uh, like, when I when I first, like, uh, got this job, one of the first things I did with, like, my first couple paychecks is, like, I'm going to buy a PS4 and Bloodborne. And that was, like, the best idea ever, but also, too, like, man, that made fucking focusing on finals week that semester. Ooh. But anyways, um, I did fine. I'm, I'm a smart, I'm a good student. But anyways, uh, like... I'm one of those people that is always like, don't buy a fucking console unless unless there's like five exclusive games that or, or like five games that like you can't play elsewhere that like interest you just because like if there's not, you might as well wait because you never know when there's going to be a bundle or a sale. And like there's nothing worse than buying a console full price. And then by the time stuff you actually want is on it you could have just had waited and like gotten it cheaper with a bunch of games you want, you know, like to me buying consoles near launch is not always the smartest like idea unless you're super, super invested in the, into it. So like I've always been that person that's kind of waited to adopt new console stuff and all that. That being said, man, when I played blood, when I played bloodborne, like when I beat that game, I was like, man, it, I would have totally been okay with be- like paying $400 and buying Bloodborne full price and just having that. Like Bloodborne is probably the first game I've ever played where I was like I would be totally fine just buying a console for this. It's good enough for like an almost $500 purchase. That game is a fucking masterpiece. That game, that game's really good. 
Um, it's also really cheap right now. It's like 15 bucks. Yeah, and like 30 so if you, you want it with the DLC. That money towards the old hunters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, definitely that game, that DLC is. Yeah, just like that bundle we're going to get, Zach. Fine, I'm I'm <laughs> the worst fucking person. I get all my facts wrong. Yeah. Near was pick. censored, and we got the bundle for uh, old hunters in America. Yeah. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> why? Some Zach facts. Z- Zach, why did you why did you censor us from getting the Bloodborne DLC physical bundle in America? I'm sorry. Okay, I, I just want to point out. Have you guys seen that shit recently that's been happening where anytime a game is delayed, like the journalists that report on the delay are getting threats about like why did you delay this game, journalist? <laughs> I don't fucking Christ. Like, like there's some um, dude who works on RPG site I saw get retweeted where like uh someone like someone fucking like posted this long ass like five hundred word commenter about how like because he was like a NeoGAF user, like he, he had connections to Square and like convinced them that Final Fantasy fifteen needed to be delayed and it's like you really, really overestimate the power of game journalists, bro. <laughs> um but like on, on a... oh sorry. Uh, I was about to say also, uh, there's a Kotaku guy that got death threats because people are like, oh, you you reported the leak that No Man's Sky got censored. And because you reported the leak, the developers didn't want to prove you wrong because they're they're biased towards Kotaku. So they so they delayed the game even though it didn't need it. And it's like, what the fuck mental gymnastics do you need to go through to get to that conclusion, kid? Like, I don't know, people are ridiculous, but yeah. Are there any yeah. other PS4 games that you recommend? Yeah, other PS4 games. Uh, assuming that you hold on, play. let's let's do the classic wasp, uh, and and turn on the lights so that we can see our game shelves. Okay, well while you do that, I'll say what I was gonna say. If you're into any kind of shooters or competitive gameplay, check out Overwatch. It's mm. a lot of fun. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, assuming, that's assuming they don't have a P- PC, I guess. Uh, yeah, I was actually gonna say if, if you're not playing it on a PC. You know. And I also have to say, if so, I will say like first-person shooters are a genre near and dear to my heart. I spent a lot of my misspent youth playing competitive shooters and you know some single-player ones and all that. I will say um, this year has been fucking amazing for both ends of the spectrum. You want to bomb ass like one of the best single-player shooters I've played in probably all of my life. Get the Doom that just came out. Oh yeah, Doom. Fucking oh, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. Oh, it was really good. Um, and then if you want one of the best multiplayer shooters I've played in my life, get Overwatch. Like both of those two, you are good on shooters for a while. Um, other than that, uh, Dark Souls hey. two, Dark Souls three. Um, I would play Bloodborne yeah. before either of those though. I would definitely play Bloodborne beyond that. Also, w- one last thing I want to say on PS4 suggestions: if you ever wanna come home and just spend an hour having some relaxing fun. Like, let's say you just came home from work or school or whatever, and you're like, man, I don't have the energy to devote to playing a big story game, but I want to have some fun. Check out Dynasty Warriors 8 Extreme Legends Complete Edition. Nice. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. If if you like fighting games, check out Street Fighter V. Guilty Gear Revelator. Yeah, and um, KOF 14. That's KOF 14, out. yeah, KOF 14. This... Girls is also on PS4. Yep. This might be a, uh, a controversial opinion or a, or a controversial onion, as I like to call them nowadays. Okay. Um, 
But if you're really tight on cash after you buy your PS4, uh, straight up PS Plus and like the free games you get on there. I know some people that literally have just bought PS4s play the PlayStation Plus games they get for free with their subscription exclusively and have had like the time of their life. Yeah. Which, if you're yeah, into, like, that... smaller indie games, absolutely. There's there's no reason not to get PS Plus. Yeah. And you need it anyways to play multiplayer yeah, if you exactly, want to. Yeah. So like you might as well. So I, it, I it's definitely worth month, the money. I believe this month is Yakuza 5. Damn. That's, that's PS3 though, but yeah. Yeah. Oh. Get that for your PS3. Yeah. So for 3DS, I'd say. And Megami Tensei 4, obviously. Yeah. Megami Tensei 4. Devil Ocarina Survivor 2, Record Breaker. Oh my god. Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask remakes. Yeah, those are really good. Uh, Link Between Worlds is really good too. Link, Link Between like, Worlds is really good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Etrian Odyssey, if you're about Striker, that life. Gunbolt. No. Oh, Actually, I mean. I, like, I kind of like Azure Striker. Let's That's see. a good, decent game. Yo, honestly, you Mario like... Kart 7 was a lot more fun than I thought it would be when I bought it. Like, I had a lot of fun with Mario Kart 7. If you, if you even remotely oh, like Mario Kart. If you want yeah. to give up on life and never go yeah, outside Monster again. Hunter, yeah. yeah, Monster Hunter. Um, Monster Hunter's great. Uh, let's see. Uh, um, I would, yeah, I would recommend Hell the Nazi games as well. Not a series good dungeon crawlers. Um yeah. I Tatsune Miku game is pretty good. Uh let's see. Oh the, the Kirby games. Yeah, yeah, Kirby yeah. games. And yeah. um yeah, that's Oh uh, hey, there's a there's so, a downloadable one called Sakura Samurai which oh, I liked a lot. You know what? I haven't played it yet, but I'm confident Dylan, enough in its sequel's what? quality that um I can maybe vouch and also, too, this is kind of another thing I was going to talk about. So uh, they're making a uh, new 3DS, like, Super Mario 3D Land bundle that's, like, 150 And I'm like, oh, I want in on that because Super Mario 3D World fucking hype. Oh, yeah, that one's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I so I've enjoyed 3D World enough that I, I think 3D Land is probably also pretty fucking great. Um, maybe not as good. I'm not sure. I haven't played it. But, like, I'd be willing yeah, to vouch. Land, it's a good Mario game. Okay. It's a good 3D Mario. No, but I was like, man, I've always wanted to pick up 3D Land because I'm enjoying 3D World so much and I'm almost done with it. So, like, why don't I go ahead? Oh, wait, no, there's a new 3DS bundle that includes 3D Land installed on the thing. Well, might as well get that because it's the cheapest new 3DS that's ever existed and also it's bundled with a game I really want. So, yeah. And then I'll have it in time for SMT4 Final. Woo! There's a lot of good uh, downloadable like games off of the eShop for the 3DS, oh, yeah. like. Like Dylan's role. Yeah, he's turning trilogy. That's on sale. Oh yeah, yeah. trilogy, trilogy and five. And five. Um, uh, Dylan's rolling, we- rolling western, which is pretty fun. Uh, Sakura Samurai, like I mentioned, Steamworld Dig. Yeah. Uh, is there Striker Gold? There's, and then there's, uh, there's, there's all kinds yeah. of NES games. There's all kinds of Game Boy games. There's 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 great stuff on that eShop. Yeah. If you, uh, I don't, oh wait, no, I, I don't think it's on there because it's a GBA game, but I will say, um, Kirby Pinball Land is one of the most underrated time waster games of all time. I love that game. That's, that's a Game Boy Color game. Yeah. No, no, I, I sorry, I, I, I didn't, th- that made more sense in my head. I was going to also recommend Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire, but that's a GBA yeah, game. That, but that's that's, a, yeah, that's on Wii U right now. Oh shit! I actually uh, need to buy that then. <laughs> um, that's a good pinball game, but also Kirby Pinball Land is that's a Game Boy 
Actually, I think that's just a regular Game Boy game. I don't think it's a Game Boy Color game, but that's a fucking phenomenal pinball game. I, mean, so I want to retract one of the things I recommended. Oh. So I, I no longer recommend the Hatsune Miku game on 3DS, because if you're getting a PS4, Project Diva X is coming out on PS4 soon, and I played the demo, and I don't know if I ever mentioned the problems that the PS3 versions of the Project Diva games had with the button delay thing, but I did not encounter that in the demo for the PS4 version. So if you're even remotely into rhythm games at all, check out Project Diva X on the PS4. Check you out can't Elite. record things, but when you record the video footage, the songs are not included, so it's a little silly, but the game is still pretty good. Also, check out Elite Beat Agents. That's a, yeah. Um, in terms of retro games, uh, I would recommend the Sega 3D Classics. Oh, yeah, those too. Yeah, those you get Street very... Rage too. Those are very faithful ports of Street Rage Two, so good. Yeah, yep, and Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar those Heroes, yep, yep. Those are yeah. awesome. So three bucks. I'm looking real quick at other games that I may have forgotten about. Enter the Gungeon, but you might have that on PC uh, already. Would you recommend Fire Emblem Awakening? Um, uh, I, I guess if you want your first strategy RPG, yeah. I think that really depends on what you want in a strategy RPG. Yeah. Because, like, I know people like Johnson or, like, Amanda, who's, like, really fucking... And Trick, really fucking hate that game. <laughs> and then, like... I, I, I don't hate it. It's, it's just, like, it, there's way better games, personally. Oh, okay. I, I, did, I did like it at first, because, you know, it, it was my first strategy RPG. But after playing stuff like... Final Fantasy Tactics and older Fire Emblem games. It's kind of a eh. I've kind of just come to accept that Fire Emblem isn't my thing because, like, I haven't, to be fair, I haven't played much, if not really anything, of the new stuff. Like, I've played, like, a chapter of Awakening, but, like, kind of not a fan of, like, the more anime-y thing they took that series in. But also, too, oh, like, yeah. a lot of, like, Fire Emblem, just as a gameplay system, I have a lot of, like, really stupid gripes with that like i don't have with something like final fantasy tactics or like xcom or other strategy rpgs i don't know but um yeah there's would, a lot of, a lot of rng in this yeah series. like i don't i don't my my main thing is like i don't like the randomness of it being combined with the permadeath thing and like to be fair the newer stuff has kind of fixed that and like i heard they finally found a really good uh balance of that in conquest in particular but like yeah. at the same time i i kind of like the story of those games kind of no it doesn't seem fun to me it just kind of seems stupid yeah the writing the writing in both games are uh, awakening and fates are terrible yeah that's kind of don't, don't don't play them from for story and i mean I mean, there's something to be said, like, Sacred Stones is my favorite Fire Emblem, and, like, the, the other games, it's not like those games were fucking Shakespeare or anything, but, like, yeah, I don't know, like, I, I would rather that than generic anime stuff, so. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, I mean, give it, I mean, it's worth a try, I'd say, you know, if you're curious yeah. about it, like, a lot of people like the 3DS Fire Emblem games, like, they're the most popular ones by far, so... Chances are they're the, like most, it. they're the most approachable, as well, I'll say. Yeah, I, I'd say they're really good uh, strategy RPG, like, beginning points, 
like if you've never played them before from what I've seen. So Yeah. I was gonna recommend also the uh the 3DS version of Resident Evil Revelations because I weirdly like that experience. Oh yeah. I played that demo and it was fun, but yeah. I, I played the entire game. It just it just loses it in the console port. I, I just like the one stick. It reminds me of RE4 a lot, so it was really tense and fun. I I have that in a humble bundle, but it's for PC. You also but. need to play the best version of Metal Gear Solid 3 that exists because it has oh. crouch walking. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 no. do this to don't do this to Gonzalo, Rosin, please. All right, what's the next email? No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that the only Gonzalo email. No, Harambe didn't die for this, but anyways, uh, yeah. let's move on to the next email. Thank you, Gonzalo. Play Metal Gear Solid 3D. Um, <laughs> this is this is from uh, Kyle, and he says, "Yo, Kyle here, and I have two questions." I was wondering if there are any games you know are... Oh, wow, we talked about this kind of. I was wondering if there are any games you know are absolute garbage but seem to enjoy playing. <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle. Um, uh, there's this game that Suda51 made called Flower, Sun, and Rain. And it's not particularly amazing, but it has this charm to it. You know what? I'm going to say no more heroes. I That game isn't, like, garbage garbage, but, like... It's not particularly good gameplay wise. I, I, I think the boss fights are good. I think they are too, but like the mob fights and just the in betweenness of every. I, okay, uh, I'll they're say this. They're entertaining. They're entertaining. They're not. They're not poor. Like they're not. Okay, they're not pl- unplayable. They're they're entertaining. Yeah, I I I I don't think I wouldn't call them well designed though. If that makes sense. Like I, hmm, I, I won't say they're garbage though, so maybe it doesn't quite fit the email. Like I don't know. Like maybe it's just because like No More Heroes Two really smooths out the gameplay, but No More Heroes yeah, One is kind of rough. Yeah. Um, I still love that yeah. game, but it and also those boss fights are legit. I feel like honestly, those boss fights had the most love and attention put into them, which is yeah, exactly. fair. Yeah. Um, but it's just the problem is that like they're kind of a small part of the game in the grand scheme of things, like. Not going to be spending all your time on those, so. Yeah, Fire Sun and Rain is is a very early PS2 game that got ported to the DS for our localization, so it gets a lot of compression issues, and it's just technically kind of a mess, but it still has that pseudo style, like the the HUD and the like. The wrapping is is really good, but it's just. It's just it's just basically a visual novel with like Okay, it's not garbage. Never mind. I take that back. It's not it's not garbage. Some the plot. Some Okay, no. Okay. That's garbage. I enjoy that game. Some people may be expecting me to say Donkey Kong 64, but I refuse because that game isn't garbage. It's the best designed platformer of that era. Um personally for me uh, I don't know. I don't have shit taste, Kyle. How does it feel to have shit taste? Oh, oh, jeez, oh. man. Oh no, we're losing all five of our viewers. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so, uh, for me, I have uh, East One and Two Chronicles, or East One and Two Internal, which are remakes of a very old uh, PC Engine slash Turbo Graphics game called East East One, <laughs> one and Two. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. You really uh, hyped but, that up like they were like something vastly different. Uh, 
I'm sorry. But uh, they, they, it's a remake, sort of, but they, they did not change the system whatsoever. So the battle system of this game is just you bump into enemies. You just bump into them with your sword, and it's, it's the dumbest. It's, just, it's really the most clunkiest system ever, but I, I find it really, really fun. And because, I don't know, this, this game's music is really good. That's it. I just realized I'm an idiot for not saying SMT1. That game is not good, but I really it's one of my favorite games of all time, so Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would call any game I like garbage, but I mean if we tone it down a little bit and just say a game that's like really flawed and has a lot of problems that I could that I see a lot of people say that they don't like it because of that. Um the obvious ones that jump to mind are Silent Hill Downpour. That game, not really all that good, but I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, I like Final Fantasy Thirteen, so you can make whatever you want of that. Oh, I, I, agree, I agree with the Downpour one. That yeah, corn honestly, theme. Downpour, Downpour has a lot of problems. It it runs like garbage. A lot of areas aren't very well designed. Uh, and, some and of the dialogue's really hokey. A lot of the enemies are just dirty eye. And yeah, dirty a lot of the enemies are lame, but man, I just had a really good time playing it. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I also, I also did like a few things that I think were really good for a Silent Hill game, like weapon durability. Yeah, I yeah, I never had a problem with that system in Downpour, and a lot of people didn't like it, but uh, I also I, I, just, I, I, I liked the idea of I felt like Silent Hill Downpour it took a while to get there, but it had one of the best moments of just like, all right, now explore the town, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you had that in the earlier games, and then it, the series really got away from it, and then Downpour brought it back with like, hey, the town's bigger than ever, you can explore it if you want, and find a lot of, like, side stuff that's not related to the main game. Right, just, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I had a lot of fun doing that. And so. you can find the room, actually. The Yeah. Room that Which doesn't make any sense in terms of the story, but... Like, yeah, yeah, but whatever. Like, Whatever. Um, yeah. Should we move yeah. on to question two? That's question. I thought that was question two. No, that's question one from well. Question. This is this is email two. Question Are we one. Rolling? Yes. This... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. This is the second form. I'm sorry. I didn't the email. rehearsal. <laughs> so so Kyle, Kyle's second question also is there any specific aspects of video games TVs movies or basically anything that immediately turn you off uh, be it a setting character aspect or mechanics um, for some examples um, you a know a lot of the way a lot of the way I was saying this earlier a lot of the way that like modern anime is written where it's like Fucking the the way it's written, the way character interactions are handled, where it just doesn't feel like people, that that will turn me off a lot. Unless you uh, unless you portray incest as uh, like a a fucked up thing, it's not a fan. That's one. <laughs> um, 
Okay. That's the only one that like pops up to mind for some reason. Is it's like there's a few times We're where people are about like media, not porn. My oh man. no. Well, I mean, what's the difference when it comes to anime? So, um, there's a, there's a few that's, times that's where people true. are like, hey, there's this there's this dank new anime. Oh, there's incest though, and I'm like, nope, 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 not don't don't give a fuck. You can throw that right in the trash. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's like a lot of the like tropiness and the the stereo arc, stereotype use and archetype use, and a lot of modern animation just fucking bugs the shit out of me. Um, it's like wow, it's like wow, they couldn't have taken fucking screenwriting 101 and learned how to actually write something. They have to fucking you know sit on stereotypes to make. So I don't know. That's that's one thing. Games, I don't give a shit about. I'll play any shitty fucking video game on the fucking planet and have a good time because it's a fucking video game for some reason. But if it's a movie animation or, or something like that film, or like I will nitpick like, like no tomorrow because I mean, that's the field I want to go into. So when, when I see it's being fucking like, you know, squandered, like it, it just bugs me. The only other thing I can think of is when, when someone's like, Oh, this is a puzzle game. I, I won't say, like, no, I don't want to play this, but, like, I mean, like, I'm not, that's probably, like, my least favorite video game genre, and, like, I look at something like The Witness, and I go, like, oh, I wouldn't like this at all, and, like, that, I don't even know if it's, like, I, I guess it, it fits the question, because it's, like, that's just not something I find particularly rewarding in games, like, just doing, like, puzzle solving stuff generally unless it's like very light like say like a zelda dungeon where it's like oh what's the oh okay it's the simple enough sort of thing and you kind of solve it from there but like one that's the core gameplay loop like i'm not generally i don't i don't find satisfaction in that sort of thing i don't i don't really like american comedy movies at all like they're they're i don't really i don't know comedy as a genre is something that i if i see something labeled as like it's comedy I will have less interest. I will still give it a shot if someone tells me it's good, but yeah, just as a genre, it kind of turns me off a bit. And like, especially the Seth Rogen-y comedy. I was about to say, are you saying you don't want to go watch Sausage Party? Yeah, like that, like Sausage Party and even like movies like The Hangover, I just think they're garbage. Like, I I don't find them funny. That's like stoner humor, yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah, I'll, honestly, just, like, any comedies, though, like, even if I find, I, I don't really laugh out loud to a lot of movies like that, and, uh, I don't know, I just feel like I never want to spend my time on something that's just a comedy. I prefer, like, there are a few comedies I really like, but normally if I find something funny, it's where it's, like, there's comedy in something that's not comedy as a genre. It's like here's a movie that has a few really funny jokes in it, you know. So what you're saying is you're the you're the person who sees a movie trailer for an action movie, then they have the witty one-liner at the end, and you're like, "This is my thing." I mean, I would take that over like fucking Seth Rogen and James Franco are doing a thing, and it's gonna have laugh out right comedy. I don't know. The only like comedy movies that I can really immediately called to mind that I really like the uh the god like the uh Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz and uh The World's End those those movies I thought I, I really enjoyed those Hot but Fuzz then, is like, my favorite movie of all time yeah but like they aren't just comedies it's like they're comedies but also legitimately like 
good zombie action and like, like alien invasion movies, you know, or like or like yeah. Hot Fuzz is like police procedural, but like with the fucking like weird ass horror comedy elements like on top of it. Yeah. I, I fucking love Hot Fuzz. That's like the best. Th- those movies are fantastic. But other than those three, I really I can't think of any pure comedy movies that I'm a big fan of. And honestly, like, I just I don't have much of an interest in going to see them. Uh, I don't think the I the, the last time I saw a comedy, I don't even know the last comedy I saw in theaters. I don't I don't like comedy as a film film thing because like I've I view I view um comedy like a like a punk rock song. You don't want a punk rock song that's like fucking six minutes long. You want it like two two minutes because there's not much that can happen in a joke. You know, like a joke has a, a jokes are better shorter usually. I don't know. I, uh, are you saying you don't want a three hours Adam Sandler movie? Yes, that's what I'm fucking saying. <laughs> but like, I want like I want like a four hour cerebral movie that's more drama focused or something like that. But I don't want to watch fucking you know Vince Vaughn be the same fucking guy where it's like I'm a piece of shit. Then the day he meets a woman, he's like maybe I'm not a piece of shit, and it's like. That's the fucking movie, and that yeah, that exactly. it's not <laughs> worth the time investment for, exactly. for just comedy like that, you know. But if they want to have like one joke like that in a movie that is more than that, that's fine. Um, but also, just for me personally, I don't know. I, I feel like the things I find funniest are actually kind of things that are like stories about real life. You know what I mean? Like I don't find myself laughing out loud in movies or TV shows very often, but I crack up at podcasts, you know. Like, yeah. I can I, I agree just find with that. Things like that more funny. Yeah. So if I want something to make me laugh, I'm not gonna go to you know fucking. And, and then we had sex and got stoned in this movie. I also think with podcasts, it feels a lot more organic because for good podcasts, like if you like really get in there, it feels like you're just talking with friends or something. Like it's an organic, real conversation rather than a scripted yeah. like fucking. Uh, I'm a hot dog, and I'm I am I want to get inside the hot woman lady bun. Yeah, like <laughs> like like with uh, what I was mentioning earlier, the the Eric Andre show, where it's like a lot of quick cutting. It's like kind of like the Tim and Eric style of editing, where it's very very quick jokes. And and when they bring like celebrity guests on, uh, they don't tell them anything. Like they just fuck with them. And and that like genuine reaction is very entertaining and very funny. You know what I will say? Um, as much as like we've kind of mentioned in comedy movies, I think comedy TV shows are like primarily like I mean, I fucking love Futurama, but I feel like when it's a in a TV show format, they I don't know it feels like maybe sometimes they try less hard. Like I and I mean that in like a good way. Like you ever watch like a comedy movie and it's like just like forced joke after forced joke whereas i feel like with a lot of tv comedy writing it feels a lot more like i said organic or like you know there's a story over uh, like for the episode on top of it that like i I think it works better together whereas with the movie it's like oh this is a comedy movie we gotta force in all these fucking jokes as much as we can and like a joke every three minutes sort of thing or whatever I also feel like personally for me, it's like I I can see and I I guess this is just part of the way I look at fiction. I'm always think it's hard for me to get lost in something and forget that it's a movie. And 
uh, there are things that make me do that. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm like, I always look. But, like, it's very easy for me to be like, if I hear something in a movie, I will think of it as that's a line someone wrote and not that's a thing a person said. Yeah. So I guess in terms of comedy, it's like I view it as these are things that you wrote down and thought they were really funny and normally doesn't really make me laugh. But I guess with like the podcast thing, it's like that's something that happened in real life. And like, I guess that's just funnier to me than someone in a room writing down. And then he said, but my dick. I don't know. That's a a good point, too. Like when you get in the shit like we are it can be really hard to like put the put the blinders down and like oh like i mean it's hard for me to look at trailer for recent south park game and it's like oh they a board of directors didn't fucking write that joke or anything like you know what i mean like it can be really obvious with those where it's like how those are crafted or who those are for or it's like i mean you get the whole like how do you do my fellow kids where it's just like you're trying so hard to appeal to a demographic just for the sake of it and it's not working sort of thing like yeah i think comedy is very susceptible to that if like you just know how things are made it can really break the illusion and i think that's part of the reason you see a lot of like you know disparity in like especially comedy movies like between critic scores and user scores on like stuff like Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic and whatever I got fresh Harambe memes oh oh no oh what's what's your fucking podcast you know what else died this podcast no rip You, you forgot my father thing that i don't like in media oh well not like oh i i don't well maybe like harambe we should cut it short and disappoint everyone now carry on please please explain dicks out for johnson's bother thank you anyways Um, carry on contrary to popular belief i don't really like fan service all that much in japanese media um I don't know. I I don't know where my line begins and ends. I I guess I don't like really trashy fan service. I like fan service that's really honest about it, like Kill a Kill to an extent. But it, but the thing I think with Kill a Kill is that it was trying to be satire, yeah. but that it yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like Kill a Kill Kill a Kill had its cake and ate it too. Like, it was obvious it was doing it for the fan service, but then also, like, tried to be smart with it, but I think they kind of... And then they failed fucking miserably. I feel like they tried to comment on it, but also they wanted to also just, reap the benefits of actually it. doing no. fan service stuff, and it's like, you you kind of... You they, had, they didn't have weird. their cake and eat it, too. They just fucking, like, slammed their face in the cake. <laughs> like, That's it's a good it, way to put it. Entirely. Yeah, um, I feel like some like Bayonetta gets away with it though, or it's just like that's just the character, you know. I think yeah, it's just that, like, yeah, but that's a, like that's that. that's like it's not like oh, it's fucking submissive Japanese girl whose huge tits are fucking bursting through her school uniform. It's a big, tall, long-legged, sex, sexy in inverted commas because I don't know if how anyone could find someone with that anatomy sexy, but it's just you know. 
yeah, it's that character. She's very outwards with it, but she's not. It's it's just weird when it's like the jab like with the with the anime where it's like a submissive. You know, someone's like, "Oh no, Yamate, Yamate." It's just like fucking creepy and weird man it's just like, also the trope of oh strong powerful female character that really doesn't want to wear the sexy thing is forced to wear the sexy thing because of some weird contrived scenario and she really doesn't oh, like yeah. it but everyone else does and it's like god fuck i've seen that for like 15 goddamn years now and it's like just awkward every time like yeah. it's not sexy it's just stupid so my uh my opinion on the whole fan service thing and everything else you guys are talking about is I don't judge anyone for what they like. Like if you're into that, you know, have at ye, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, naturally. Like if someone's into the whole, like even like the whole submissive waifu sexualized thing, like, Hey, if, if that's what you enjoy, as long as you aren't creepy as long as you about it, it's fiction and like what you expect real people to be like, I mean, I wouldn't even call it weird. It's just like, you know, hey, whatever does it for you, you can watch whatever you want. Uh, personally, for me, uh, yeah, whenever I see blatant, trashy fan service, it's, it's a pretty big turn off. I, I just I, I find it hard to enjoy something when it's so blatantly there, you know? And I think also to like this is leaking over to a conversation Johnson, you and I had like weeks ago on Twitter, but it's like. It would be one thing if that was the exception, but it's kind of the norm and it kind of gets more annoying because of it. Because, God, how many times have, and I mean, I I said this with the incest thing earlier, how many times it's been like, yo, I watched this really cool anime. Hold on, here's my laundry list of like, don't be creeped out about this. There's more to it than that, though. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, the amount of times where it's like, yo, Gurren Lagann is hype as shit. Okay, there's this 14-year-old girl in short shorts and a bikini, and it's kind of weird at first, but just ignore that for now. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's also, rough. It's similar to, like, uh, uh, a couple years ago, uh, there was, like, a visual novel that came out in Japan. It was pressured to have sex scenes in it. Like, yeah. It was pressured to become hentai. And uh, it's thankfully, like, they, they've gone away from that recently with that... Uh, medium but it's just one of the things where it's like i feel like a lot of creators over in japan are in a situation where they're like well this is expected you know we have to have this yeah yeah yeah. that's just kind of a bummer about it i mean there's nothing wrong with i I like like look there's nothing wrong with eroticism i've no it's not like i'm fucking prude or anything like that yeah oh yeah i i I think actually that it's extremely healthy that it's out there for people exactly but i think it's great like but to the extent that it is in some areas it's just on you know it's it's a bit it's it's an oversaturation thing again I, i feel i think it's also a thing too where there is definitely a point to be made where like including eroticism in a thing and having something to say about it or at least yeah like, yeah yeah exactly there's a point and i don't even want to say for a lot of shows that it's like used as an aesthetic thing because i think sometimes it is but even more so than that i see it as like this is just a really cheap ploy to get like 
people who can't control their hormones like in like yeah it's yeah. it feels yeah. more like a marketing tactic than it does an aesthetic or like thematic choice which is like that's why it's kind of an, like it, it's kind yeah. of like when you watch code geass and you see 50 fucking pizza hut ad- well okay to be to be fair the pizza Ooh. hut ads was fucking hilarious in that show but like it's one of those things where like you just kind of cringe it's like oh, i know why that's that you know what i mean like it's one of those again it's it's kind of like a pulling back the curtain thing where it's like this is so fucking boring just because like i know why you're doing it and like yeah, it's yeah. it's really like low lowest common denominator like really come on guys you can do better than that sort of thing like i, I kind of view it with the same disdain of like product placement like it's that sort of level of like come the fuck on like i don't care like sort of thing it's just in a world where like Catherine exists where it's like no one is ever going to complain about Catherine having fan service because it's not what the game's about you know and it's like they do that so well in there that we can tell when it's just there because well if we put the girls panties in this shot it'll make them buy the figure for it yeah (laughs) also i've been i I personally have been drawing fucking nude women for two years so it just doesn't do anything for me anymore so like it's like oh wow breasts yeah people have those yeah Yeah, and also too they they do kind of hold the thing where it's like man sex isn't that big of a deal like (laughs) like there's a there's a point where it's like pretty big deal in high school anime yeah like it's it's one of those things where it's like maybe maybe i don't know i i've said this before and maybe this will mean something to like some of like the people in that age group but like sex is one of the most overrated like non-things like I don't, like it's not going to change your life it's it's just a it's just a, a human thing that is like pleasant and like i i hate like fan service partially because it's a thing that like contributes to that like whole like giant overhyping of what it actually is if that makes sense and it's like yeah this is part of the reason why people can't just sit down and talk about sex is because like it's blown up to be such this huge thing that like it shouldn't be it's it's just a part of the human experience that you know is necessary for us to like continue existing and it feels good yeah it's like and 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 the thing is is that it also creates a societal societal like point of contention where like a, a guy cannot a guy cannot approach a woman without the woman expecting uh, and in some cases that a man's motive is to have sex with a woman at all times it feels i don't know if like that's so much like from the media but i I could see how that could like contribute but like it yeah i don't know like sex as a whole societally is like or or like men are pressured to get pussy yeah like that and like stuff like that like like it really shouldn't be as big of a deal or like as like sacred cow of a subject as like actually that's one thing where it's like like it, it frustrates me too when there's like when you're going to high school and like there's obviously the kids that it's like your parents just didn't have any sort of talk with you at all in any sort of responsible way about what this is because you just don't fucking get it and like i i think it's a shame that like it's such this like big blown up 
hype thing and like i mean this isn't even like you know like japanese media as a whole but just like anything everything where it's like i really just wish that like we stopped using sex as this big like whole this is the end all be all of like your existence is to fuck yeah. where it's like it's just a nice feeling thing like there's so read a read a fucking book yeah just my sex is literature that's my, that's I mean, I, I feel like maybe it's. I I don't view it quite as casually as you do. I I think it's an interesting aspect of humanity, though. That like, I I think it's more interesting to analyze it and analyze the way people react to it. Yeah, than, like that's part of the reason why I love Catherine so much because I thought yeah. that was a really interesting look at that subject matter that was actually like, legitimately trying to look at it. Yeah, there's there's yeah. another there's a Kubrick movie called uh, Eyes Wide Shut that also yes that too that's a great movie. And, oh, yeah. the other yeah. the other thing fucking uh, I I've been reading the Dark Tower series again Wizard of Glass is like my favorite story ever told and the entire the entirety of that book is about like a a Romeo and Juliet style like teenagers start just like fucking and they think they're in love and then like it does a thing where, like, they actually kind of form a relationship just beyond the casual sex that, like, feels very organic and real in a way that, like, isn't demonized by the author as being this fucked up horrible thing and, like, oh, look at these, like, these kids are just going out to... F like, it starts off as just, like, man, we feel really horny around each other. Well, fuck, sure. And then, like, that grows into an actual loving and nurturing relationship. And it's probably one of the most interesting, like, teenage, like lustful romance stories i've ever read and like it ends up like kind of showing like how people that start you know a relationship with like that in mind can grow to like love and care for each other as just human beings and stuff like that and that's a yeah. that's one element of that book that i find super interesting and like you just don't get a lot of that like either it's like oh these two people are like these two like I feel like with a lot of like Western media in particular, it's like all oh, these two people are really horny for each other and they're bad people because of it. Or it's like all oh, these two people are very virtuous and they love each other, but that's they love each other beyond the sex where it's like, well, like in actuality, you can have both of the like you can be physically attracted to one another and that's totally fine and also still love each other like on an emotional level. Like those two things aren't like they don't have to be separate. Like you can have physical and emotional attraction towards someone, you know, like. It's weird. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing, too, is, like, on the opposite end of the spectrum, like, full demonization of sex is stupid. Like, don't do that either. It's not bad, as long as everyone's being... That's the other thing, too, though, I will say. I feel like the more big of a deal, like, sex is for, like, people, especially younger people, the less responsible they are about it when it's, like... If if you treat it as just like a normal thing, I feel like people like won't. Like you, you guys ever hear about the thing where it's like you know, the like when people are, I, I don't know. There's been studies and stuff where it's like in the states when people are younger than twenty one, their desire to go out drinking is much larger than by the time they're twenty two or twenty three. If you're told, it's like if you're told you're not allowed to do something, you're Ex gonna want to do it. Exactly, and I feel like that's the same thing with like sex psychology, and, like sex and drugs and shit. Where it's like when you make it this huge forbidden fruit thing that like you make this weird enigma around it, like. I guess this goes back to modern day game marketing full circle when you when you make it out to like be this thing that you can let 
like fester in someone's mind is something that like it's actually not like i don't know like i I think that's not great like it's just like be honest about it don't make it into a big deal and like people won't think it's a big deal like it isn't and like there's interesting things to explore with it like there isn't any other element of life but like also too like it shouldn't be the end-all be-all and also using it as a marketing tactic is uh i mean it's not the like the end of the world it's not the worst thing but it's like it's kind of just stupid (laughs) and juvenile you know what you're saying is that sex is truly the no man's sky of living yeah yep pretty much yep yeah it's we really are the no man's sex (laughs) oh i think that's something different oh 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 Great episode. I think we ruined video games. No, yeah, oh, we, no, we ruined video games this time. Every, uh, everything, everything that we worked towards has come toppling down with the with the the great sex discussion of 2016. So this episode is just going to be titled "We Ruined Video Games." <laughs> Fuck it, why not? All these Machiavellian right. concepts we explored this episode. It was like, yeah, actually really deconstructed society here. Zach, you're Zach, you're the comic book person here. You ever read Sex Criminals? No. Oh, that that seems like a really interesting exploration of like sex and relationships and stuff. I've actually wanted to read that. Are, are, we, not, are like, we still recording? Yeah. Are, are we rolling? Oh, fuck. Are we rolling? No. Now we're not. I'm gonna edit now. Okay. okay. Oh. No, are you gonna say something? Huh? Zach, were you gonna say something about sex criminals? Oh no, I was gonna say that like I don't read that many comic books. Oh. Like I read them, but not that many. Can we can we make this the like intro theme? Hold on, that's not what I was gonna like. That's porn. Oh, whoa, uh, whoa! Wait, not how here. did we end the episode? We didn't. We're still going. We're still uh, yeah, doing you, this. Yeah. yeah. We'll go, uh, um, emails at raisinbrand dot. That's not the email. Not the email. Um. Here, make this like the intro to the podcast. Thanks, Kyle, for your email. Yeah. Geez. Have a good day. That was um. That was that Thanks was for a, sparking up that discussion there. This Kyle. is a, this is a good podcast. Well, to be fair, Kyle did save the podcast because you know we were getting pretty terrible, and then we got that discussion down. Mm-hmm. Are we still rolling? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Stop. Ryborg, where can everyone find more of you? Uh, I have a Twitter account at Twitter TM. <laughs> no, not that. At Ryborg. <laughs> I'm gonna go. On, I'm gonna go on at Twitter it's TM. With a zero. It's Ryborg with a zero. R Y B zero O R G. Because I'm apparently not that clever. Then, and, is there anything you want to plug? Uh. You can go to my. I also have a Tumblr account where I also post artwork. That is the same thing, but .tumblr.com. And that's about it. Hey, at Twitter TM has not been taken yet. So if you guys want in on that action. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Johnson, where can everyone find you? <laughs> You can all find me on Twitter.com at BaseJohnson. I like this Twitter.com. <laughs> you can find me on my Twitter account, Twitter.com. <laughs> <dot> com. <laughs>
<laughs> not dot gov, not dot org, none of that shit. No. Um, uh, just in case you didn't know how to spell Johnston, it's J A W N S U N N. There you go. Do you have anything you want to plug? Please follow me on Twitter.com. Oh, that's You can follow me on Twitter.com. Oh. Please buy Skull Girls. It's getting a new patch. That's it. Well, that was it. Everyone knows where to find Zach and I. Also on Twitter.com, you know? Yeah. I got got a quick question. Um, If I get more pussy, will people stop making fun of me for watching Sword Art on... No. Well, the thing you just listed is a paradox. Those two don't, like, those are mutually, ex- mutually exclusive life events. Hey, I went to, uh, I think it was New York Comic Con, and they had a figure from Sword Art Online that was the character Asuna with, like, pillow in front of her vagina that said, for when she says yes. Oh. Oh, no, 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 the figure was called for when she says yes. Oh. And the pillow said yes. I guess I should follow the uh, We Are Finally podcast at Twitter.com. No, you don't have to. Too bad I did. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, shit, you guys are on, are, are on iTunes? Yeah. Holy shit. I know, it's, it's almost <laughs> like we're a podcast. No, big league. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, okay, you could call us when we ruined video games. The last one was called We Save Video Games. Okay, you can edit that out so the joke's still funny. No, it's it's, it's all good. We're, we're just leaving this all. This is, remember that part where I said, like, usually the first half is fine and the second half falls apart? Like, I the think, like, the first half terrible. fell apart and now we're on fire. No. Okay. Rosin, this is how every episode ends. It's always garbage. Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, this is like the worst. This is the worst garbage. Like, we have doubled down. Like, we have never ended the podcast successfully. We have gone to, like, the point where we are, like, super meta and discussing that we can't. I'm still rolling. Like, we are discussing how we can't finish a podcast, and it's just the worst thing every goddamn time. The person who's listening to this right now is probably crying. They probably don't want to listen to us ever again. We've probably ruined their life. Maybe their year, even. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I am, car. too. Fuck this. I'm going to bed. I have work in, like, five hours. Good night, everyone. Good night. Mary Harambe. Really I'm me on Twitter.com. Are we still rolling?
Thank you. 